Now, now, the Crash and Mars Podcast 1023 Now Radio. Hello, it's the Ginge, and this is the Crash and Mars Podcast for January the 12th. Today on the show, Crash and Mars talk sneaking around, uh, not on each other, but on buildings. We want to know if you've ever snuck into an abandoned warehouse or a, or a rundown house or something like that. We have that old uh, abandoned hospital north of downtown here. I always wonder how long things have to be empty for before they get creepy. Hospitals, I bet it's short. Like the day after it closed, that place was probably haunted. Also, uh, we want to know the worst song you've ever heard at a wedding. Like the worst song choice for a, a first dance. Uh, surprisingly, Lips of an Angel came in a lot. I know sometimes people don't listen to lyrics, but even in the chorus, it's pretty obvious. Uh, he's cheating. And with this extreme cold we're having, we want to know what part of your body you've got froze to something else. Tongue to pole is an obvious one, but you guys really went uh, above and beyond with the body parts you're sticking to inanimate objects. Perverts. All right, here we go. This is the Crash and Mars Show. Crash and Mars Show. Join the conversation. Now radio. Edmonton police are investigating two suspicious deaths after two men were found in medical distress inside a vehicle in the hills at Charlesworth neighborhood. An area resident made the discovery at around 1.30 yesterday afternoon. A bystander called 911, uh, but the men were dead by the time police arrived on scene. Now, Charlesworth Drive and 39th Street is where police were yesterday. They say the weather was causing a major problem in uh, their investigation of the crime scene. Oh, I bet. The wind would be just covering up footprints or whatever's in the snow, right? Yes. Uh, police right now say there is no threat to the community, uh, they did have a, a whole section of it blocked off yesterday. Mm-hmm. They are still investigating. Uh, as with any investigation, though, anyone with any information is being asked to contact police. Or, of course, you can do so anonymously through Crime Stoppers. Um, they're not releasing a lot of details on it, though. No, well, they probably don't know too much about it either, right? Yeah, they say they're treating it as a suspicious criminal investigation. The homicide unit uh, was taking ownership of that particular investigation. Hmm. So not much more has been released on what went down in Charlesworth yesterday. Already some better news today for those of you who love McDonald's. I've got a story for you. If you're craving an egg McMuffin and a hash brown for dinner... Yeah. Pretty soon you can order breakfast all day yes. at McDonald's across the country. Then I don't have to fight with them at the drive-thru. No, you don't. I'm like, come on! You're not serving breakfast anymore? Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, right now, they're currently serving their breakfast menu at 17 restaurants in Ontario, Quebec, and B.C. But they say they're celebrating their 50th anniversary in Canada this year. Mm-hmm. And they're going to start serving all-day breakfast across all locations. That's the best ever. Do they have to bring in new equipment or what? They're not saying. Yeah. I doubt like, it. Like, is that what the, the big no. setback was? I don't think so. It was just, 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 just doing it. Then. Just do it. Just People want it. Are you going to eat McDonald's I, breakfast I for dinner? If it's if I'm ripping around and it's like 4 o'clock and I got a hankering for a bacon and egger, why not? You're going to grab one? Absolutely. A McMuffin? Right. Wouldn't you? Uh, I don't know. Like just a nice egg and cheese? Yeah. I, I mean, maybe I would do a nice egg Have and cheese. Have a coffee? Why not? Breakfast for dinner is the best. Mm-hmm. It is delicious. Yeah. What if you uh, work overnights? That that would be your breakfast. If you work overnights, that right. would be awesome. Like 10 o'clock at yeah. night, you're heading into work, grab breakfast. Jim, do you love McDonald's? You like a good breakfast? You know what the move is going to be? Hmm. Is to add like a uh, sausage McMuffin to your McChicken meal. 
Uh, like a little side. Oh, like that's your a little bonus like dessert treat. or something. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Right? See, you would totally do or it. Or just some hash browns to your Big Mac combo. Hash oh, browns would buddy? be good. Yeah, yeah hash have, browns are delicious. Have a McGriddle before you go to bed? Why not? Yeah, you could do a McGriddle. That would be so good. I can't believe this is actually happening. The breakfast all yeah. day? Well, you One, know, and then everyone's going to jump on. On board, like Timmy's does it till noon. Now Timmy's going to do it all day. I could have a farmer's wrap for dinner. Oh yeah, Why you're not? right. Because everybody will jump on Absolutely. the bandwagon. Yeah, there's a difference to be fair between McDonald's breakfast and like you know everyone else's. Though. What do you mean? This is a thing. Like Timmy's has like a breakfast. Like A and W has like a breakfast. Timmy's has glorious breakfast. Does Wendy's serve like breakfast? I think we've discussed it, and the Now family has said Wendy's also serves a breakfast. I'm, no, I don't think Wendy's does. I think Burger King does. Oh, is that who? Because anytime I've went into the Wendy's Timmy's combo, Wendy's is always closed. Oh, well, they don't even open. No, oh, no, they be... don't open till like eleven or something. Oh. Ten or eleven. Oh, that's the job to get then. Teens, teens at Wendy's. Yeah, you don't get the Tim Hortons job yeah. that opens at five. You get the Wendy's that opens at eleven. Yeah, no, but Timmy's breakfast—they've really amped it up. It's still no McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> I haven't had a McDonald's breakfast in forever. <sighs> McDonald's just uh, like a, a good, it's just a good, quick, run-of-the-mill breakfast. Come on. Timmy's, though, they they set the bar now. They got, hmm. like, wraps, farmer's wraps. And you know what? McDonald's is actually copying Timmy's. Yeah, they did. I saw because that. Because Timmy's started putting hash browns inside their breakfast meals, like the farmer's wrap or whatever. Yeah. McDonald's is now putting hash browns inside the Egg McMuffin. Where did Timmy's get the idea to make a hash brown like that? Huh? What an original thought, Tim Hortons. Yeah. <laughs> Some That's a McDonald's hash brown. <laughs> it is, but here's the question. is it Does the A&W breakfast get rid of McDonald's and Timmy's? Because well, they're supposed to have the best breakfast. I Yeah, they do have a good breakfast. I just haven't had one in a long time. It's a select crowd that goes to the A&W breakfast. Hmm. If you ever go to an A&W at breakfast time, it's all... 60 plus farmers. <laughs> it's, an, it's an older group. It is. It's an if older you're going crowd. inside, possibly. I've never really sat inside a restaurant, had a nice, quick breakfast. Next time you're around, you got some time <laughs> no, at 8 no, in the that, morning. No. Swing by an A&W and yeah. uh, peruse the crowd. They'll give it to you on a plate, right? Yeah. yeah. A&Ws are up this morning and they're mad. Like they're mad. Hey, I'm not just an A&W. I just haven't had one in a while. Okay, first of all, they're saying um, A&W beat McDonald's. They already do all day breakfast. <gasps> oh. Why aren't you marketing yes. this? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, AW. Yeah. Uh, apparently, people are saying that the bacon and egg are at AW is the best, and you can get it all day. I will say. The bacon and egg at AW looks the most real. Yeah, it does. It's not a formed egg, it's an actual egg. Yeah. On a, a good bun. AW's breakfast does look the most, like, homemade. Yeah. Which I don't know if it's a good thing. Like, <laughs> no, no, I just think like I could have made it. I like you know, my formed egg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this text here says, "Guys, I'm 21. Yeah, I'll take an A and W breakfast over McDonald's any day." Mm-hmm. So yeah, A and W people yeah. are mad. I just I'm not around an A and W. Just convenient. Yeah, if we were near one, then you might go more often. Yeah. Uh, another one here says A and W is the best. I prefer it over anyone else. I love that their breakfast is on a regular burger bun. Yeah. That's it's really right. Good. It's and not it's a nice the egg warm bun. Oh, it's really good. And then this one says A&W breakfast sandwiches are disgusting. Oh, okay. Just kill the party right there. However, <laughs> their breakfast plates are amazing and super cheap. <laughs> <laughs> However. <laughs>
Okay, so the sandwiches you don't like, but you'll do the A&W, yeah. like, plated breakfast. Yeah, the breakfast yeah. is great. Yeah. All right, well, that's good news. I just also want to let you know that out of all of the news stories, the McDonald's being uh, all-day breakfast in Canada is the number two biggest news story in the country Oh, today. I bet. It's huge. huge <laughs> out of news. all of the things. Right? All right, for those of you who aren't getting along uh, with your neighbor, this is a story for you. Uh, but possibly one that you might not want to emulate. A woman in the UK who has been arguing with her neighbor on and off over various things, including just a simple personality clash, decided to wave a giant inflatable penis at her neighbor. No. While yelling, take a good effing look at this. <laughs> How big was the inflatable? It was huge. Kim Rivers decided to go out and wave the fake phallus at her neighbor, Craig. Um, he looked outside and saw her waving the large pink object and shouting offensive language at him. The 42-year-old claims that she has ongoing issue with her neighbor and she, quote, just wanted to have a good laugh. <laughs> well, he called police and, of course, they showed up. Is that a call police matter? Um... Right? If my neighbor's yelling at me and waving in a, a big inflatable penis, yeah, I'm not calling the cops on that. I'll probably take a picture and laugh. Yeah. I, I, if, if she's just waving a big inflatable, maybe I'm not calling the police. Mm-hmm. I'll just let her tire herself out. Yeah. Right? Because like eventually... If she's like smacking it against my hedges up front, yeah. then I'm just going to kind of laugh. Yeah, I might just video it and laugh. Yeah. I'd be like, lady, look at what you're doing. If it turns into vandalism, then that's a whole other thing. Well, yeah. How long do you let her go for? Like, you just wait as her out? As long as she needs to go. Yeah, you just... If, if she's not know. breaking anything, well, have at her. It's like watching a child have a tantrum. They're eventually going to get too tired. Mm. You've got company over. You're in your backyard. Oh, I call yeah. everyone out. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, look at this. <laughs> Bring some beers. And then she's out there just waving that big oh, yeah. inflatable giant. Yeah, uh, She did get a harassment charge, though. Really? Yeah, well, it's the UK. Uh, I guess. Their laws are a little different, so yeah. just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. All right, how many of you guys ha- can admit or can say that you've joined the Mile High Club? I wish. Do you? Never had the opportunity. Where do you do it? I think the bathroom. Yeah, the little tiny bathroom. How? Or if you're on a plane that doesn't have uh, a lot of people on it, because some planes you get on it, you're like, wow, this plane, nobody booked this flight. You got room? I guess. I First of all, I've never been on an empty flight. I've never seen an empty flight. You've never been on? Oh, uh-huh. I did one to uh, Winnipeg. There were, well, uh, it was me and two other people. It was the sketchiest plane ever. Because a part of me, as we're flying, I'm like, would they really be too concerned if this fl- uh, if this flight went down? Like, uh, the pilots are just like, yeah, there's only a couple of us on here. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but you just have, like, the weird yeah, thoughts. Yeah, like, if, if something went down. Like, the casualty yeah. numbers is not great. It's, yeah, if the casualty number is four, is it right? big news? Probably not. Doesn't even get reported on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, weird. It was an eerie plane. I've never been plane. on an empty plane. Never. It's always been jam-packed. Mm. Everybody's irritated. And I guess, the bathrooms... like, the first class area is always full, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the bathrooms are so small. I don't so know what goes small. on behind those yeah. curtains. <laughs> They're so small. How do two people even fit in there? Yeah, but, I don't know. Does it count if, let's say, you're just under a blanket and you're, you know, oh, just, like, just like holding hands as you were? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you does mean. Does that count? I don't, I don't know. So. I don't think that counts. You need actual... It's got to be the full deal. ...crash demand's penetration. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Well, of a new poll out of 1,600 travelers, the website Jet Center found that 15% of responders said that they've gotten busy on a plane. Hmm. 
Like the full deal. Yeah, the full deal. Hmm. 700 flight attendants were also surveyed. Yeah. 21% of them said that they've uh, gotten busy on a plane with a colleague. 14% said they hooked up with a hot passenger. Wow. Yeah. But where the bathrooms are positioned, everyone would see two people going in. Yeah. Yeah, How do you hide that? Well, I think you try and stagger it. To what? Well, one person goes in, you wait five minutes. Oh, oh and then, then the second people person? People think that that person left already? Yeah, because unless there's a line, you don't really pay attention. Yeah, unless you can uh, pull that curtain. Some of the planes have a curtain that cover the front. Oh, I when think they're preparing all the drinks and stuff. Maybe on like some sort of like international like jumbo giant plane. jumbo yeah. with luxury bathrooms. Mm. But like the last flight that I was on was on WestJet. Mm-hmm. And like my shoulders, and I'm not a very big girl, wouldn't get into the bathroom. <coughs> it was so narrow. Yeah, those are tight ones. It was yeah. so narrow mm-hmm. that like people were going in sideways. I guess if you if you find like a smaller person <laughs> to like to toss around in there. I guess. <laughs> Uh, That'd be the only way it would work. People also said that they were more likely to get busy on a flight to a party destination, such as Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, I could see that happen. Once again, though, you're on those WestJet flights or mm. where the bathrooms are really narrow. I think after a couple drinks, though, you're a little, little more flexible. A little more limber? Right. You can get on in there and away you go? Mm-hmm. Is there a chance, like, the large, like, uh, international planes, like mm-hmm. those big boys, do they have, like, larger bathrooms, maybe? I'm just trying to think. We were on a, was it Air Canada one? Yeah, it was in Air Canada. Yeah, it was Air Canada. Uh, the bathrooms are a bit bigger, but no, by no means would it be comfortable to do that. Like when we flew to France? Yeah. Yeah, the bathrooms aren't like luxuriously no, large. It's just a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger. There's not a bed in there or anything. No, no, no. 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 Uh, this text here says, I'm a Mile High Club member. Hmm. Not the norm, but I was in the back of a six-seater plane. Oh. With our skydiving club? The hard part was getting the gear back on afterwards to make the jump. I would be Whoa. so worried that I wouldn't put my gear on properly. Another one here says, hey guys, staying anonymous, Air Transat going to Mexico in the bathroom. Good for you. Yeah, the Air Transat bathroom, though, I was, I've been on that plane. So have I. Not, a, not that much bigger. <laughs> the sex here says, no way I'd cramp up too much. Right? Yeah, I, I feel my, like I would too. My hip would lock. <laughs> I'd be like, oh! Oh! And then everyone would think something's happening. Meanwhile, just me in there. Even, having, <laughs> even just having this conversation, I can feel my hip locking. Right? Yeah. Just talking about it. Uh, other people are saying the washrooms at the back of the plane are where to go. Mm. Oh, I guess because nobody's looking backwards. Another one here says, in 2003, I was flying back from Toronto on Easter Sunday. Six people on the plane. It was great. Yeah. It's eerie. Another one here says, how is this possible? I can't even sit to take a poop on a plane. <laughs> yeah. Well, you kind of got to sit to almost pee half the time. Uh, this one here says KLM has a bathroom big enough for a wheelchair to fit in. Oh. Perfect bathroom to get that done in. That would be. That would, okay, That's that would move. make sense. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, if you're in a wheelchair on the smaller planes, what do you do? I, I, I don't know. Hmm. You should leave your chair outside. Because you have to get off the chair. To, they would have to help you in there. To help you into the bathroom? You get mm-hmm. off the chair anyway, right? To, I guess, to go. yeah. How inconvenient, though, because mm. those bathrooms are brutal. Yeah, we want bigger bathrooms so we can have six. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, WestJet. Come on, WestJet. <laughs> Get with it. All right, guys, this story is for you. Uh, Mashable is reporting a new grooming trend for men. Uh, the look is called, I guess, dirty? 
What? You guys are now supposed to look dirty. Now, that is achieved by having greasy or dirty hair. So you legitimately are dirty. Oily skin, and you're supposed to resemble a guy who's worked all day and then partied until his pants came off at night. Wow. For some guys, going all out is uh, it's mandatory to get the right effect. So guys are now using makeup to put dark spots on their cheeks to look like dirt. <laughs> As anyone who actually works is like, this is BS. Yeah, this is BS. Uh, And bags under their eyes like Ginge Mm, to make it look like they're tired and actually doing something. And that's this is the new look. This is the the new look. The other day or earlier this week, you had man bangs. Yes, I did. So you want man bangs and dirt. Yes. Uh, They're calling it a the new grunge look. And it's you're supposed to look like you're grimy, dirty, oily, or greasy. Hmm. And yes, guys are actually putting their women's makeup on their face to make it look like they've got dirt on it. Would you want a dirty guy? No. A dirty looking guy? No. I mean, if you're actually working yeah. and you get dirty, awesome. Mm-hmm. But if you're using my like if I neutral palette of eyeshadows <laughs> to put dirt smears on your face, yeah. no. Looks like um, I was rolling around in yeah. a dirt pile for a while. Yeah, I'm not into it. You demand authentic dirt. I would demand authentic dirt. This sounds like a Zoolander Ah, trend. Yeah. Like some weird, weird trend. But the greasy hair, that's... Yeah, greasy, oily hair. Uh, Apparently, you can get that look by, even if you just have coconut oil around the house, just smear that in your hair. Oh, come on. And then you can have greasy looking hair. Yeah, people are like, I really don't think women would love this look. Hmm. Man glitter? Man glitter, yeah. That's right. (laughs) No. Uh, Another one here says, uh, my girl loves it when I come home for lunch covered in sawdust. Yes, but you're actually working. Mm -hmm. Unless, you know, like when you see bakers in the kitchen and they want to make it look like they've been baking really hard, so they do a poof of flour on their face? (laughs) No, they don't. Yeah, you just go poof and then you get flour everywhere. I wonder if this guy, before he goes home, takes sawdust and throws it on himself. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I got a little sawdust all over me. Hell, just take this off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it might very well be. Another one here says, yeah, I'm sure women love those guys. Right, yeah. Grant says in 12 hours, that's what he'll look like. Oh, okay. But he's actually working, he said. Yeah, if you're legitimately working, I can see that working for the ladies. Yeah, he's actually got a, you know. Hmm. Another one here, Cindy out in Beaumont. Yeah. She says, I think guys should also take drywall dust and throw it in their hair. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Before you guys go out. Yeah. When I was uh, doing the basement and doing all the drywall, I was covered in uh, drywall dust. All the time you were. And was that working? Did that do it for you? Uh, Were you like, wow, you're dirty. Yeah, yeah, I I just like seeing things get done. So I, <laughs> I wasn't really thinking about the sexual attraction. Okay. I was like, oh my god, finally this project is getting done. This is so good. Mm-hmm. And one last quick one for you here. Uh, the next time that you're on a train and you hear that there might be a man going into the bathroom with a knife, there's no need for you to panic. Uh, officials in Germany say that uh, a conductor had people spot a man going into the bathroom on the train with a giant knife. Yeah. So, of course, he did the right thing, called police, train pulled over. Turns out the guy wasn't doing anything too bad with that knife in the bathroom, but he said he just went in there to trim up his pubes. What? <laughs> no, no, no. The 22-year-old said that he doesn't get enough privacy at home, so he decided that he was going to do it on the train with while he was... knife? Yeah, he did it with a knife. On a rumbling train with a knife with a around knife your bits. Around his bits. Holy crap. Uh, police did determine that shaving in a train restroom is not illegal. 
Uh, but the man did fail to produce a valid ticket, so they told him to go shave his crotch. <laughs> Have you ever shaved with a knife? Like, tried that move? You know, no. like, uh, me neither. No, I don't think I ever will. It's fairly manly. It's very, like, crocodile dundee. To shave with a knife. To shave with a knife. Yeah, yeah. A lumberjack with an axe. <sighs> right? I don't think I'd be able to do it. I'd probably end up cutting myself. Well, don't do your face and don't do your bits. I would never put a knife around my bits. Yeah, that 22-year-old was removed from the train and went into another bathroom to continue. Yeah. My hand is way too unsteady. Carving it up down there. So I wouldn't be able to do the game operation. Yeah, No, you yeah. wouldn't be, right? <laughs> 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 Alrighty, former Oilers forward and number one draft pick Taylor Hall is back in Edmonton as he gets set to play uh, the Oilers for the first time since he was, or play in Edmonton, rather, mm-hmm. for the first time since he was traded in the offseason. Uh, New Jersey Devils are in town. So, of course, Oilers taking on the New Jersey Devils. It is at Rogers Place. Game time goes tonight at 7 o'clock. Can uh, I just say he looks a little sad in that jersey? I know. I thought he looked a little sad, yeah. too. Yeah, whole thing's sad. <laughs> I know. I watched him. You know, he was like, just watching be... him do the practice game yeah. stuff. He looks sad. And he was yeah. doing some press and yeah. stuff, and you're like, oh. It doesn't look like he likes the jersey. Oh. Like, we're having so much fun here, and you're right? not having any of it. And he wanted to be here. No yeah. one ever wants to be here. And he's great. Well, he wanted I, to be here. I read an interview, too. He's like, um, yeah. Moving uh, there, uh, it's different. Nobody recognizes me. I, I saw that. I can too. go shopping in a mall. I can have dinner. Nobody's Nobody coming cares. up to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Taylor, be uh, tough, right? It would be. Well, he's back tonight. Game starts at seven o'clock. All right, it's going to be a cold day today. We have that uh, wind chill warning, the extreme cold warning in effect. Minus fifteen and sunny for the high today, but it's still going to be breezy, so it's going to feel about minus thirty all day. It is six twenty-one, and we're sitting at minus twenty-five. Good morning. All right, if you guys need a video to watch this morning to take away from the hell that is your workday, I have no idea why people are watching this, but there's drone footage of a road being paved in Australia. Okay. Okay, you're probably thinking, all right, you know, no big deal. Mm -hmm. It is getting millions of hits on Facebook millions why why people think that it's satisfying to watch and they find it relaxing and it eases stress of watching these guys pave a street in australia and it's just drone footage of it Uh, i've got the video here it is a facebook video oh okay let me have a look at it. If you want to come and Let me check see it if out, it calms me down. Millions of hits. Yeah. So here's the uh, there's the truck there, and oh wow, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you do like it. Look at that. It's so I see the soothing part. Do you? Yeah, it's just laying down the asphalt. Yeah, look at that. Here, Ginger's just coming over. I'll back wow. that up so you can see it. That is fancy. You ready? And and there we and go. And here we go. Hey. Look at that. Well, maybe it is really soothing to watch. It is soothing. You're just pouring down a big black a strip big of A big black strip road. of, yeah. Hmm. It's like making a real satisfying line with a marker. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That 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 is exactly it. Well, it's funny. There's a lot of videos online that uh, become satisfying. There's one, too, if you watch. Uh, it's a huge video. Of someone pressure washing a patio. Yeah, we've talked about that video. That video is amazing. Because I've watched that numerous times now. And then you find that you, like it, it's satisfying yeah, to you. It eases you watch, your stress. You watch the dirty patio beforehand, and then they just pressure wash your, the entire patio, and you're like, oh my god, it's amazing. 
and it's like it's the dumbest video ever and it's literally literally you watch it for a couple minutes and you're like wow i just wasted a couple minutes of my life you should see what they're doing now what are they doing now well, I don't really. I don't. What else can you do besides put the road down? Well, look at Kay. They put the road down, and yeah. now watch what this truck does. He's driving on it. Okay, watch. Ready? Yeah. And he's driving. And it goes light gray. Oh, weird! <laughs> <laughs> this stupid video. That is so weird. Is he pouring concrete or something? I don't know. Millions of people, though, across the world have been watching this video, uh, this drone footage of this road being paved in Australia because they're saying that it is satisfying and super relaxing to watch. Yeah, I get that. I want to do a quick poll with you guys. Is there something really strange that you do, but you find it so relaxing? Mm-hmm. And it's not the usual. It's like it's not a hot bath. It's not a massage. Now, something that maybe would weird out, like, your coworkers. Sure. Yeah. Like, for example, us all watching this video of this road being yeah, paid. it is very soothing. It is very <laughs> soothing. Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now Radio. Okay, we're talking about this video uh, that's getting millions of hits from people all over the world. It was posted on Facebook by the Shire of Mora in Australia, and it's the video of a road being paved. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. And millions of people are watching it. They're saying the reason why they're watching it is they find it very relaxing. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to know uh, what was the really different or odd thing that you're doing that completely relaxes you. I do find like watching a Yule log quite relaxing. Right? Because there's just nothing going on. You're just, like on TV? Yeah, on TV. Just oh. put it on the Yule log and I could literally just stare at it. Just sit there and look at it the yeah. whole time? Uh, Mandy on the north side, she says, hey guys. I find the sound of people typing on keyboards super relaxing. Really? When I was in college, I would take my breaks in the computer lab so I could just sit there. And you just hear everyone like... And listen. So you probably hate it when you get like the smooth, quiet keyboards. You're like, no, I need the clicking of the keyboard. Because she wants to hear. Yeah, I don't like that. No. Imagine sitting in a room where everyone's doing that. That's where she would go. No. That's where she would go. No. Uh, this text here says, uh, from Vinny the Fisherman. Yeah. He says, playing the game Pebble Dash, oh, all you do is toss a rock to see how far it will go. Like, is that a what, like an actual game? It's either he's actually just throwing just rocks. literally throwing a rock? Or it's on his phone. Oh, okay. One or the other. Hmm. Shrek out in Sherwood says, I listen to extremely loud death metal to relax and mellow out. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I will even sometimes fall asleep to it. Yeah. Uh, Autumn Leaves says, years ago after smoking some weed, all I wanted to do was lay in bed, eat grapes, and watch House. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. That sounds like anyone that smokes. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds like an amazing day. You're right. Uh, this text here is staying anonymous. says, tweezing my husband's unibrow. Mm. There is something so relaxing. His head in my lap and just pluck. pluck. You must get that. Because I don't know why you keep attacking me. No, I just don't want you to have a unibrow. That's all. That's so it's all not relaxing is. for you? Because you want to do it all the time. Yeah, I do. I just so want to get rid I, of it. I feel like you get something from this. Unless you love inflicting pain on me. Uh, well, no. Because I like waxing too, right? Like I Once like the again, rip. is it that you love inflicting it's the, pain It might be the pain, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew in Edmonton says, uh, what is this one? I love the... Oh, I just lost it there. With the smell from a dryer vent venting outside. Oh, I do like that smell. He says he finds that so relaxing, he'll just go stand by it. Yeah. Well, at the, the uh, laundry smell? At the family cabin, if I'm cutting grass and I happen to go by the dryer vent, I'll stop. 
And I'm like, you just like when take it's it Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah That's a good it. smell. Uh, this one, years to say, guys, I do something soothing that is weird. I grew up on, uh, I grew up in the country where things were so incredibly quiet, it was unnerving. Mm-hmm. You could almost hear the sound of silence. When I moved into the city, I ended up buying a house on the main bus route. Oh. I find the sound of boxes and garbage trucks and traffic so soothing. Oh, really? I thought you would have found it irritating. My husband thinks it's hilarious. And I won't leave the house. When the garbage guy comes by, I'll just close my eyes and listen. You're like, no, no. No, give <laughs> give me this. Just give me two minutes here. Beep, beep, beep. Hey, Harry, we got a dirty one over here. <sighs> Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now radio. All right, we're wondering, uh, what, is, what is your neighbor just slap up? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you came home from work and you're like, what in the what is this now? Mm-hmm. And something strange went up. Uh, we were talking in the news about a woman who uh, was a little upset at her neighbor for doing just that. So she decided to stand out in front of his house and wave a giant inflatable uh, penis at him for about a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> rubbed, it up, rubbed it on his like shrubs. It is screamed quite at him. Yeah, she was a little upset. Mm-hmm. So we want to know from you guys, um, what did your neighbor just slap up? We've had uh, like massive wall dividers pop yep. up when we're not around. Yeah, we have. You come home and you're like, what the? Yeah. Wow. What happened here? Yeah. Sheds go up. Um, this text here says, hey, guys, uh, staying anonymous, I knew someone whose neighbor refused to pitch in on the fence yeah. between their properties. So when the neighbor was gone, they built a fence on the, within their own property line, but painted the other side facing the neighbor with every mistint color they could find at the store. Oh, yeah. They couldn't do a thing about it. No, you can't. Uh, we've seen that happen in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Where the one side of the fence is like bright oh, blue. Yeah, it's that, that horrible blue, too. It's like, a- I would not want to come home every day and look at that blue fence. And look fence. at that blue fence, no, yeah. I'd build another fence beside it just to cover it. It's, uh, it's yeah. Brutal. Uh, Debbie's right at the sure. top here. How you doing, Debbie? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, doing pretty good. Okay, so uh, what did you come home to? We literally came home to a giant six-foot chain-link fence that had been put up between the back of one neighbor's house in our yard no No mention no talk about it no ask to pay we just came home and there was a fence built oh right like right butted up to a uh white wooden picket fence that is so weird so there was already a fence there and they just slapped up this giant chain link fence absolutely oh that is weird it is very weird and again no no comment about paying no no anything yeah were they trying to do like a little secure compound? Uh, a little off center, that's all. Oh, well, we're losing yeah. you there. Oh, but, man. Yeah. Well, all right. Okay. Oh. Th- thanks for sharing that one, Debbie. All right. Take okay, care. Take care. Bye bye. I mean, the good thing is, is at least it keeps them out. Well, that's true. Yeah, because they're not climbing the fence. I wonder if they did that for dogs and stuff. But a chain link is uh, it's not the most. You know, good looking fence. It's, it's right? an acquired taste, right? unless you Absolutely, can yeah. put the inserts in, right? Uh, let's go to Taylor here sure. on four. How you doing, Taylor? Good morning, guys. Hey. I'm good. Thanks. Good, good. All right. So, uh, did you come home and see that your neighbor slapped something up? I actually kind of had like the opposite thing happen to me. So oh, okay. We, so we had these neighbors that were behind us, and we shared the fence with them to divide our backyard. Yeah. And we went to bed one night, and it was like a like a middle of the week of Wednesday. And we went to bed at around midnight. We all got woken up because there was just so much noise going outside. They were having this, like, raging party on a Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> okay yeah. So my parents woke up, and they went outside to kind of tell them to keep it down. And they walk outside, and they had had a fireplace in their backyard. 
and they were tearing down our wooden fence to use as extra fire. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, that's that cool. brutal. So we woke up to no fence dividing our backyard. They, they actually they burnt your fence. Yeah, the whole thing. Ripped it down. Wow. Okay, wow. so they didn't put it up. They were taking it down. Yeah. Yeah. Did they end up building a fence and be like, oh, sorry? Well, that was the worst part. My parents were so mad about this. When they came by the next day, they apologized. But then they told my parents they couldn't actually afford to pay the full amount to put another one up. So my parents had to split the cost with them. Oh. I'd be like, no, no. you burnt my fence. Yeah, if you burn the fence. Yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? Okay, then I'll pay half, but I also get to burn something of yours. That seems like a fair trade. Right? That's a fair trade. Yeah, like I, your, your truck right there. You right burn the truck down in the driveway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks for that. Yeah, have a good day. Guys. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Oh, good old neighbors, eh? Oh, this I sounds lose, like... I would lose my mind if my neighbor was burning my Taylor's fence. Taylor's got really nice parents. Yeah. It wouldn't have... Because it wouldn't have gone that way if Crash had gone out no, there. No, they wouldn't have continued to burn that fence, let me just say. Although my brother tried to stop a party that was going on in his neighborhood the other day. Oh, yeah. And they just called him an old man and told him to F off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a scene from The Neighbors. Yeah. yeah. He's like 33. He's like, I'm not that old. Call <laughs> 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 Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. 1023 Now Radio. All right, here's a few things that are going on. First of all, uh, did you guys get your request in for the free visitor passes to all the parks this year? Damn right. Yeah, did, did you that. get it yet? No, I didn't get it yet. I did it uh, like a week and a half, two weeks ago. Yeah, I, I forgot. Didn't, I didn't get it yet. You didn't do it? No. Although I... we don't, you don't need one because you'll be with me. Oh, yeah, right. So, yeah, that'll, that'll be all good. Didn't you guys put in for your free pass? I got it last week. Oh, did you get it last oh, week? Oh, yeah. yeah. You got your nice plastic card. You hang it up in the van. Here, yeah. Official. I oh, want to yeah. know, though, how many times are you guys going to go to a national park? Yeah, zero. <laughs> <laughs> you I don't know. Because it's free. <laughs> I like to have the option. You cost yeah. the taxpayer <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I like to have it if I decide on a whim. Oh, okay. Head up to Jasper yeah. for the weekend. Right, because mm. I, I just don't see you guys taking like no, three kids on a camping trip. But it does look like it fits your minivan, right? I've the never passed in your minivan. It does, is yeah. Perfect. I've never bought like a yearly one. Oh, really? Yeah, like when I go, you should just like you know, uh, not pay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so this is like uh, this is like exciting, like an adult. This oh, is a big really? deal. Yeah, right? we bought it uh, a couple years. Yeah, because yeah. I remember, I think when... Yes, if you go a couple times, you might as well buy a, uh annual pass. Because when Joelle first started here, she wanted to take her kids skiing. Oh, yeah, we were handing out our pass yeah, to everyone. Yeah, and she was like, you guys have a pass? <laughs> <laughs> you have $80? <laughs> right? <laughs> she was pretty pumped about it, so we were yeah. lending it out. And the yeah. boss was using it for yeah, a Yeah, that's right, we were giving it to him as well. Basically, we bought a pass for everybody oh, yeah, yeah. to use yeah. for some time. Well, if you did get your pass, and if you do want to do some summer camping, uh, they are saying get your reservations in now. Summer reservations for campgrounds at Jasper National Park opened up on Tuesday, and there's a huge jump in interest. Uh, they say that right now they've got approximately uh, nine to 10,000 reservations already Damn. for camping this summer. So lots of people want to go. Uh, they say that is up by 33%. Mm-hmm. All because of the uh, free park pass for Canada's 150th birthday. And you don't have to uh, fill it out online. You can actually go to the park gate and get a pass there, too. Oh, can you? Yeah, oh, okay, well, that's all right, yeah. then. So, cool. yeah. yeah, we don't have to waste postage. The yeah. Rangers just have, like, a stack. Yeah, to I think they'll just have a stack, your... and they'll be like, hey, welcome to Parks Canada. There's your pass. Yeah. They say that the uh, comparison that they want to make to the campground reservations is the same as the Garth Brooks concert. <laughs> 
Because they say it's such hotcakes right now to oh, get, yeah. oh. like, to actually get in. Yeah, it's the hottest pe- ticket in it's town. It's the hottest ticket in town, exactly. So, uh, because they opened up on Tuesday, they said they saw a whole influx rush of people mm-hmm. just on their computers booking camping. So. Can you get a spot, like reserve a spot, and then se- uh, sell it to someone? Probably. I bet. Like Probably. transfer the name, or just... I don't know how that would work. Yeah, I, I would imagine. You'll probably see, like, if, if the camping site. I don't know if you can sell it. You want to scalp camping sites. <laughs> <laughs> it might happen. You are such a degenerate. Yeah, it, it might There's happen. Like free park pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I remember last year, I think Adam got some good spots. Not in the national parks, but just at other campgrounds. Well, I think his buddy, though, booked, like, a whole area. Because they were talking about they had, selling. But they had to pay their buddy. Their buddy just footed the bill for the entire spot. Oh, is that? Oh, I thought they Adam were like... to pay the buddy. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he wasn't buying scalped... Oh, I thought they were scalping their camps. Okay, that's what I thought was going on there. Mm-hmm. That's all right, though. Uh, this says, uh, I applied for two spots in the beginning of December. I'm still waiting to hear back. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. That is a real, like, uh, tooth and nail, like, little subsect of the population, like the campers, the RV people. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Trying to reserve their spots. Yeah. And they'll head out, like, on a Wednesday to park their trailer. Right. Pay for, like, three days and everything going to be yeah. there just so they can just have a spot on the it. weekend. Yeah. Uh, this text here says, hey, guys, I've had people come up to me and ask, offer to pay for my camping spot at Elk Island. <gasps> oh, yeah. People will pay for it. Oh, my God. I guess if you win that spot, you just have to sit there and wait. Yeah. I just put it for a sale sign. Yeah. Well, nice I know. Bitter. I know Adam, uh, like with the, because they like to go camping, him and his family, and he'll buy a spot on a Thursday. Yeah. Drive it up to it, like get the camper there. Come back here, work, you know, Friday, and then head out after his show. Yeah. But the camper's already there because he needed to book it that far Mm -hmm. to get the spot. Yeah. It's a. uh, Yeah, just at other campgrounds, not even the the park. Oh, you'll see him on Kijiji. Guaranteed you will. crazy. All right, this is probably going to irritate you uh, if you're driving and if you're in traffic right now, if you're coming up on construction or just at a weird merge. We've talked before about the zipper merge. That, of course, is when the motorists use both lanes of traffic until um, the defined merge area, Mm -hmm. right? And then you alternate in zipper fashion. Yeah. So when you see the people zip into the front... And then merge in. Mm-hmm. That's basically what the zipper is. Yeah. Everyone is supposed to do it. Well, according to the Alberta Motor Association, they are now saying that even though the people who zip to the front are often considered to be cheaters, mm-hmm. they are actually doing the right thing. Well, yeah, you're keeping the flow of traffic going. Yes. I can't stand it when you go into a zipper lane and someone stops way before the zipper is ending. Go! Go forward! Oh, like go all the way yeah, to people where... people will stop, turn their signal light on. Yes. And meanwhile, there's like 20 car lengths in front of them before the lane ends. That's because... Just go! That's because they don't want to go to the They point, don't want to be that one that at the front. That one car at the front. Well, now you're ticking me off. I know. I know. But uh, the Alberta Motor Association is now saying that that is, in fact, the proper way to drive. Now, merging methods like that are highly debated among Alberta motorists. Most people say if you zip to the front, you're cheating. Uh, The AMA, though, is saying, nope, that is actually the most efficient way Mm -hmm. for everybody to get by in a merge. Does it really bother you when you're in the other lane and the zipper lane is closing and someone turns the signal on and you let them in? No, I don't care. Yeah, I really don't. It's before I actually knew this was the best way to do it. Yeah. It sort of did bother me. Did it? Yeah. Because you thought they were cheating. Yeah. Which, like, no, you wait your turn. But you're right. When you look back, it makes sense. Because if everyone just gets in line early, yes. you're throwing away like two kilometers of two lanes. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like you're just and wasting you that extra lane. backlog, yeah. 
I, yeah. I feel like the province, maybe just because I'm an idiot, I didn't know. I feel like we should spend some money on like ads about this. <laughs> like billboards? Here's I how to zipper merge. I think this is what this story's leading up to. Yeah, because I, yeah. when I do it now, is people still like, and people won't let you in either. Yeah. Yeah, if they think like, you're cheating. Oh, yeah. And then the people, you like stare them down. You're yeah. like, let me in. And they look the other way. You're yeah, like, look like, at me. They're like, line stars back there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm already here. Just let me in. I just end up driving and I'm like, well, someone's going to let me in. Yeah, I do this. If, I push my way yeah, in. Yeah, if, if they I tick have me to. off, yeah. I'm like, well, I've had my signal light on for a long time. Yeah. You should have let me in. So I just drive. I'm like, you're not going to hit me. Uh, well, apparently the zipper merge is so effective that in the province of Saskatchewan, mm. the government there has actually started to set up mm. the way pylons go in construction to force traffic to zipper merge yeah. because of how efficient it is. Mm-hmm. They say Albertans need to turn their attitudes around and use both lanes of traffic and then alternate people getting in yeah. when you get up ahead. And like if you can get in before the end of the zipper, yeah, you do it. Right? Yeah. Like, you don't have to wait right to the end of the zipper. If there's an opening, signal and get into the other lane. But if you end up making it to the end of the zipper, it's not the end of the world. Mm. It's actually still the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do. Now, a new study found that Edmonton drivers spend, on average, 14 minutes stuck in traffic every day, Mm -hmm. which isn't the worst in Canada. It just feels like a really long 14 minutes. The worst bottleneck is on Gateway Boulevard between White Mud Drive and 34th Avenue. The study says that that spot alone causes an additional 2.65 million dollars in lost time. So that's wow. time that we could all be working, but instead we're sitting on Gateway Boulevard <laughs> trying to get in that zipper lane. Yeah, they're saying that that's where the absolute worst is. Hmm. So, um, although Alberta bottlenecks didn't land among the worst in the nation, Alberta commuters obviously know the pain of being stuck in traffic, and they say that we all need to start embracing the zipper method mm-hmm. in order to get things moving quicker. Yeah, because so. there's that uh, lane in uh, the West End on 87th by Sobeys. You pull out of Sobeys, and there's that lane that cuts yes. off immediately. Yep. Nobody will let you in. Never. I'm like, it's a merge lane. Come yeah. on, let me in. <laughs> let me in. <laughs> and you got to wait for the whole lineup of traffic to go through. Yeah, I will say that when it comes to the, the merge and letting people in, like if, if, I'm, if I'm the vehicle that is not in the cutoff lane mm-hmm. and I let somebody in, yeah. I still do appreciate a little... Oh, you better wave. You still, still got to wave. You got to do wave. the wave, right? Yeah. You got to wave. You got to wave. Even though it's the right thing to do, you still got to yeah. wave. Give a friendly wave. We're not <laughs> Neanderthals behind the wave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this text here says, I really hope all the people in St. Albert are listening. Learn to merge. <laughs> <laughs> Big problem there. Uh, this one here says, the worst thing is when the car ahead of you lets five cars in. You only let one you in. You only let one in. That's the zipper. One side goes, the other side goes. Yeah. One exactly. side goes, the other side goes. I can't stand those people. I'm like, you're you're not directing traffic here. Let's go. Uh, this, I'll honk at them. This text here says, you're absolutely right, Mars. In Saskatoon, uh, they've actually got detailed signs around construction on how to zipper in. Mm. Yeah, I saw that. The way that they've put the pylons is they force you to zipper. I mm. feel like we need it. because when they're Especially because it's always the construction ones that are bad. When you know a lane's ending a kilometer ahead. Yeah. Everyone just gets over as fast as they can yeah. instead of using that full lane for the two kilometers until the lane ends. Yeah, yes. and then it jams everything up. Yeah. 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 Use all the road we have, people. Use yeah. all the road you have. Hmm. This text here from Tammy on the Northeast. She says, oh my God, you guys, I had no idea. I absolutely hate those who go to the front after I've sat in that line and have it move an inch. Yeah. And then they get in. I was actually really annoyed just yesterday. Wow, now I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yes, Tammy, get in that lane. Yeah, you just Take go. it right to the you front. You go. AMA yeah. says you floor it. AMA is saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know if that was the right reading of that article. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in there somewhere. Uh, here, I want to jump to you, uh, Liz. Sure. How are you doing today, Liz? 
I'm good. Good, How good. You guys? Yeah, doing fantastic. Do you agree with this zipper uh, study or what? Oh, hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you got stuck I, in a zipper merge before or what? No, it's just, I don't know how people get their driver's licenses when they don't know how to merge. Yeah, it's yeah. You think it should be such a simple thing? I, right? I think the problem is is that uh, we're all too we're a little too nice. Yeah. Oh no, people are too rude. People are too rude. But if you were too nice, people would be let in. But I think if you were too yeah. rude, then it, it, you would just be zippering because there wouldn't be like Ginger was saying two kilometers of an empty lane. No, but everyone goes like bumper to bumper to make sure anyone in that merge lane, exactly. the zipper lane, can't can't get, get in. in. And guess what? When you drive a big yellow cheese wagon and nobody lets you in, yeah. it pees you off. Or yeah. when you're in the merge lane, they stop at the yield sign and they got the they can keep going. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and everybody lets you in. I always hit my flashers in my car, in my bus, and that. Yeah, like imagine being in a easy. bus in a zipper lane. Who's oh, letting a bus in? I'm not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, we'll let you in, Liz. I'm just kidding, Liz. I'll let you in. Right. I'm just joking around. Thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel bad for ETS drivers. Oh yeah, too. I know. Because they just have to cut everyone off. Right? I know. And you're when there's a bus trying to get in, you're like, oh, I just want to beat the bus. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So there you go. Just keep that in mind. The study is out, and uh, the Alberta Motor Association is saying we better learn how to zipper. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Because that's. Uh, it's the thing to do. Yeah. All right. The iPhone just turned 10 years old. It feels like it should be older. It does, doesn't it? But did you keep your original 2007 iPhone? Oh, I have a box of bricks. Do you really? Yeah. All right. Well, the original 2007 iPhones for the 10-year anniversary are selling online for as much as $30,000. Excuse they, me? If they work. Hey. Oh, yeah, it works. It works? Yeah. Yeah, the original 2007 iPhones are selling up to $30,000 as collectors can't wait to get their hands on the very first iPhone. Original owners who thought long-term and kept it in a drawer, Mm -hmm. like Crash, uh, tested the market, and they said that on eBay they're getting thousands of dollars. Really? So if you need to make some quick cash, if you've got an iPhone 2007, you might want to throw it up on eBay and see if anybody bites. I still have a couple generations of them. Do you have a charger? Oh, yeah. It's It's for the first one. Yeah, I have the first one. Yeah, but eventually the second one will be a hot commodity, too. And then eh. I got a little stuff. You don't think so? Well, it's like a rookie card. Uh, yeah, I agree. The like first the one is the way to go. If I can get 200 bucks for it, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. So just take keep that in mind. All right. We've been talking about this on the show for quite some time. And I, I think they're making a comeback. And it is, in fact, the air horn that's used when you're at the club. Mm. or when you're. Yeah, there it is. It's like Crash's favorite thing to do on this show. Yes. Uh, you probably have asked yourself, though, where did that come come from? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, someone actually did a study on the air horn, and it all came back to one man named DJ Sypha Sounds. Oh, Sypha Sounds? Sypha Sounds. Apparently, yeah. he got a job at a radio station yeah. in New York City, and he wanted to stand out. So he started blasting an air horn... <laughs> During the middle of songs. That's how it started? That's how it started. Wow. He said he had no idea how popular the sound would become. Yeah. And uh, he said that he he enjoyed it. He used it just to make himself stand out. Because in a competitive market like New York City, mm. he had to be noticed. I Even when you listen to like mix shows and stuff, it, it just flies in. Yeah, oh it does. God, this is not fitting. I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> I don't get it. That's what happened. But it worked for that guy because it stood out. Because it stood out. But why do why does everyone else use it now? Oh, I have no idea. 
Just to copy this guy? Yeah, I think maybe just to copy this or guy. Or that as soon as you become a DJ, you get a privilege. Yes, you do. You're able to use the air horn. Yeah. <laughs> Remix! In a yeah. nightclub, do they? I haven't been to a nightclub in a long time. Do they blast the air horn at a nightclub? I think they do. Like, still? I think they it, still do. When it. I was uh, doing all the bar gigs, there'd be tons of horns. And I'm like, enough of the horn. Stop with the horn. Yeah, it was really big when we were clubbing. Right? Did you have air horns when you were clubbing? Yeah, the horn lets you know it's time to, like, party. Right? Yeah. You know, it was like it's the reverse of the Flintstones end of the day work horn. When you right? hear this horn, it's like time to get to the yeah, floor. Yeah, because you yeah. got the beat, the beat's picking yeah. up, it's picking up, and, and then, then the DJ's like, yeah. let's party! And yeah. It's true. At and least like, that was my club, day. Yeah, and then it got like just a little bit louder, and like oh, girls, yeah, yeah. Were, girls yeah, were twerking and grinding. Yeah, 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 the air horn. Oh yeah, yeah. So if you go to a, if you've been to a club as of late, do they still do the air horn? I want to like, know. Yeah, and like James said, it's like to summon you onto the dance floor and get those shots going. Yeah, and it's like the Ricola horn for clubbers. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, it totally is. Uh, this text here says, I remember at JRJ's All-American Bar way back in the day, there used to be a guy with a whistle blow. A whistle blow? Oh, you know what? I, I remember the whistle as well. Like a like a ref like like, an, like a ref whistle. Oh, that's a weird one. That was another one. He's and trying to reinvent the air horn. Yeah, and that was getting you on the dance floor and shots down your throat. <laughs> a whistle blow? Like yeah. a slide whistle? Like a... No, it wasn't like that. Does not heart. Part. No. no, it wasn't like delight. Mm. No, it was it was like a like a rough whistle. Oh, weird. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Uh, this text here says people blow air horns whenever they roast someone. That's Grace, who's thirteen. So it's taken out of the club, and now when you burn someone, I guess because you can get an air horn on your phone. So if you're talking to your buddy and you burn <laughs> them, you just like yeah, I, can, I guess. And everyone's like damn. Yeah. <laughs> I put a link up in the app, instantrapairhorn.com. Okay. And all it is is just that air horn button. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. So if you want to have it on the go or if, your, or if your workplace, if you really burn your boss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this text here says the only air horn I know of is the air horn that lets you know when the waves are coming at the water park. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good horn, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're yes, right. Yes. They do use the air horn for that as well. <laughs> um, air horns are still relevant in the clubs. Also, uh, mom's ringtone oh, okay, is so a you know your mom's horn. calling. Sure. Yeah, there it is. And apparently Senior Frogs downtown had the whistle. Mm. That Renee sent that in. Yeah, I used to go to the Senior Frogs downtown. Yeah, uh, we have some people that work in clubs. DJs still rock the air horn. They still do it. There it is. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's not bad then. Yeah. <laughs> the waves at the water park. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good, that's a good They'll sound. They'll blow though. that horn and then yeah. the waves start up. Yeah, yeah, and then you get really excited. Yeah. All right, and one last quick one here before we talk about the Oilers game tonight. Uh, ladies, or some guys, uh, if you're interested in a super hot guy that knows how to spice his food properly, mm-hmm. there's a new internet sensation. He is going as Salt Bay. Apparently, he's a badass butcher who sprinkles salt on his meat in the world's most sexiest way. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. Oh. Uh, apparently, he is so sexy. Do you guys remember Ken Bone? Yep. Well, even Ken Bone's jumping on Salt Bay. What? Yeah, he likes him too. Hmm. Uh, apparently, the way that he ends all of his butcher videos is by salt sprinkling or spice sprinkling on meat. And apparently, people are just saying it's the sexiest thing they've ever seen. I'm just watching him cut a piece of meat. Yeah, wow, yeah. it's uh it's hot. I haven't even made it to the salting yet. 
Is he going to salt it soon? Oh, oh he's, he salts. Oh, he's loosening the meat a little bit more. Oh, my God, the salt. <gasps> there is. <laughs> it's so majestic. I know. How it's, does he make it fly? They say that this carnivorous sexual tension is what's freaking everybody out. Right? Yeah, he just annihilates this piece of meat. Yes, he does. Dices it up, has a handful of salt, and yep. he, he kicks his hand back. Yeah, yeah, it's flying out of his hand and down onto the meat. Yeah, it kind of rolls down his arm and off his elbow and oh, it gotta, flicks up in the air. i got to learn how to do that. So there you go, ladies and some guys, if you're into it, check out Salt Bay. Mm. He's making his rounds. I'm going to try that tonight. I'm going to get some steak. I'm going to salt my steak so for you guys. Salt it? Oh, yeah, I'm going to salt it like Salt Bay. <laughs> it can be a little messy at house, at, at home, right? It's yeah. sort of an outdoorsy. Maybe, yeah. And, yeah, you might have to wait till the summer and okay. try to master that spray of seasoning. <laughs> I got a Roomba. I can pick up the salt. Oh, that that's true. All righty, Oilers are on the ice tonight. Taylor Hall back in uh, back in the city as well. They're playing a, a home game at Rogers Arena, which is cool. Uh, New Jersey Devils and Edmonton Oilers game kicks off tonight at 7 o'clock. All right, it is going to to be another cool day today. Uh, we do have that extreme cold warning in effect because of the wind chill. Only minus 15 for the high today and breezy. It is 720 and we're sitting at minus 24. Good Salt Bay morning. Alright, this next story here, it's, uh, it's actually really creepy and it's probably something that you never really thought uh, would happen to you if you were trespassing or if you were sneaking into places. Uh, off to Illinois we go where a teenage girl found herself exploring an abandoned local prison. Oh, cool. Now, you know how there's always those buildings, like the old like mental hospital that gets shut down. Oh, or, sure, yeah. Or, you know, an old prison. It's like old sketchy building. Yeah, well, the girl was wandering uh, through the prison with a couple of friends, as you do when you're a teen. When she decided she was going to go goof around in one of the prison cells, yeah. well, the door shut. <gasps> and she was locked in there. Oh, no. Illinois police said the facility had been closed to the public since 2002, but the two girls managed to sneak in through a hole in the fence, as you do, and yeah. then go explore. Oh, of course. Um, her friend, the good the good thing is, had the smarts to leave the prison and call for help mm-hmm. after she realized that her uh, friend got locked inside one of the cells. Now, they were uh, inside the building. She locked herself in. The girl didn't call 911, but called the fire department's front desk. Oh, thinking she, that'll be okay. Because she was worried that they were getting going to get in big trouble. Yeah. Uh, firefighters did arrive at the scene. They had to use a sledgehammer to break through a brick wall to get her out. They couldn't just break the lock? No, apparently they couldn't. The way that the door had locked her in? Yeah, and they don't have keys, and it probably doesn't have power to unlock anything. Exactly. Oh, wow. So they told her to stand back, and uh, and they, <laughs> they broke... blew the wall They down. blew the wall down, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, police, of course, were called in. There were thoughts that they were going to face some trespassing charges, but they figured since she already spent about 45 minutes in jail... Yeah, that they were <laughs> she just... did her time. <laughs> Yeah, she did her time. That'd be so sketchy too, right? Your friend's like, um, I'll go get help. Yeah. And you leave your friend alone in jail? Yeah. In this condemned jail? In a condemned, abandoned jail. Wow. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Uh, I want to know from you guys if you have any stories about sneaking into abandoned buildings. Mm-hmm. And what buildings did you uh, sneak into? 
Love finding abandoned buildings. I know. It's not really... It's more of like a young man's move, I guess. Yeah, not necessarily. I don't know if I would do it now. Adults. Like, I love watching videos of people going into, like, old abandoned places. Yeah. They take uh, photos. They cover their face so they don't get charged with uh, trespassing. Yeah. Oh, I love those videos. And in, like, every city, there's always at least one yeah. abandoned building, whether it's a... Like, even a small town, if it's a barn. So we had that giant uh, hospital... That uh, has been closed down for years. I would love to get in there. Oh, that was like, that was my teen years. But you went in there? Uh, I didn't go in because I was too scared. Uh, Safety bear on the outside. No, I didn't want to get caught. Guys, I'll hold your purses. Yeah, yeah, that's me at K-Days too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the purse holder. The purse lady, yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, no, that way everybody snuck in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you were also kind of like ghost hunting too, right? So, sure, yeah. All right, so I want to know if you guys were able to ever sneak into an abandoned building. What building did you get into? Mm-hmm. Did, did you find anything cool? Did you find anything cool? Did you injure yourself? Did you get locked in a cell? <laughs> Call Crash and Mars. Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Right, these are cool stories. Uh, we're taking your stories about the time that you snuck into um, a building. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, me, my brother, and uh, our buddy J-Love, we snuck into the uh, old abandoned set of Trailer Park Boys. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, you said that was pretty cool. That was wicked. It was so sketchy, though. Because they locked it down. They locked it down. They had security, and they had it. It was all fenced off. Yeah. It was on a hill around that uh, insane asylum. Yeah. And then they just lined up all the trailer homes. They fanned them out, so when they were shooting the uh, show, you would never see past any of the trailers. That's the way they angled everything. Oh, for and sure, you, yeah. And you walk through all these trailer homes and it's just the set. Did they ever, uh, like, did did they leave stuff in there? Or was it just, like, empty trailer homes? Oh, no, they left everything. Everything. Bubbles' little cat shack was still there. Oh, was it? From when yeah. they filmed the movie and it was uh, crushed, like, they drove over it with a car. But yeah. it's, all the pieces are there, pictures of Bubbles. Was there security? Yeah. We got right by them. They didn't. They didn't. Oh, they were. I think they were sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you literally just walked oh, past yeah, yeah. security yeah. onto we, the Trailer yeah. Park Boys set. Yeah, we went by the little booth and then went right on the set. Huh? Yeah, and you got J Rock CDs everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, this text here says, "Hey guys, there's a barn in Edmonton near City Form, City Ford, with a storm shelter and a house." Hmm. We thought it was abandoned, so we decided to go have a look. It turns out, I guess, there's a homeless guy living in there. Yeah. So we got out of there pretty quick. Oh, okay. You're yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know someone was here. Sorry, didn't here. know someone was here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here, let's go to uh, Naomi on four. How you doing, Naomi? I'm good, thanks. Good, good. All right, so uh, did you end up in an abandoned place? Well, it wasn't exactly abandoned. What it was was I used to go to band camp in the Fort Capel Valley um, out at Fort San in Saskatchewan. Yeah. And we stayed in the main buildings, which used to be the hospital for the tuberculosis back in the 30s. Okay. But we were, the entire bottom basement level was totally blocked off and off limits. Well, a group of us went through a set of windows to see what was going on. Of course. Yeah, you did. Of of course we did. And because the morgue was down there, and so they didn't want us down there. Well, we ended up in, we dropped into a, a room that was filled with files. Someone had not cleared out the files of all the patients. And we were looking at, like... Uh, x-rays of broken bones and we were terrified. We thought we had found like a Nazi concentration camp. Yeah. So so we were pretty freaked out and we had to sleep there too for the week but upstairs. Yeah. Did you see the morgue or you left after you saw the files? Uh, well, we didn't. We weren't able to get out of that room because it was locked from oh. the inside as well. Oh. So we wouldn't to get out. But in the end, they, we had to actually report it. The uh, 
the heads of the band camp because those files, of course, were not supposed to be there. So they came and hauled all the files away. Oh, no way. That's sketchy. So it was creepy. And, of course, my bedroom the second year, I thought it was really cool. I was with two girls, and it was all uh, it was all ceramic tiles. Well, we found out it was the old operating room. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> what a cool little place. This though. is like the worst band camp ever. <laughs> I know. It was pretty scary. I guess. Oh, in the old it's a great story. Room. Yeah, thanks for sharing that one. No problem. Okay, have a great day. If you're just joining us this morning, we're talking about the time you snuck into an abandoned building. Uh, what did you sneak into and what did you find? This text here says, Mars, you're a West Ender, I believe. Did you ever remember those stories of the old abandoned slaughterhouse on 184th Street and about 111th Avenue? What? You didn't check out the slaughterhouse? I didn't and I totally forgot about it until that text came in. And yes, I did grow up in the West. And I do remember that story. I don't know though if it if it was an actual slaughterhouse. Was it just like some sketchy old abandoned oh, building? Yeah. yeah, and it looked like there was blood everywhere, and I'm oh. sure it was just paint. But yeah. no, again, like I said, I was a bit of a chicken. No, she probably called the cops. She's like, I think someone's going in this slaughterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't a rat. I just uh, when I don't I'm know, old just, enough, I'm going to be a patrol. Yeah, I'm going to make sure people do not enter. I just come running in with my uh, like reflector vest on, <laughs> blowing my whistle. Oh uh, yeah, it's not safe in here, you guys. <laughs> Let's go read some books and play Scrabble. Does someone know you're here? <laughs> I'm calling your mom. <laughs> uh, Jenny's on six. Hey, Jenny. Hey, good morning. How's it going? Good, good. Good. All right. So, where did you sneak into? Well, about three years ago, my boyfriend and I snuck into an abandoned resort in Radium Springs, B.C. Ooh! Cool! I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but if you're in the main hot springs, if you look up the hill, there is this old abandoned resort. Yeah. And we were sitting in the pool looking up at it. We were like, maybe tomorrow we should go there and see what it was like. So we snuck up this old road, and there were like barricades and signs like, do not enter and whatever. And we get there, and... Like, none of the doors are locked. So we go in, and we're looking around, and it was the spookiest place I've ever been. There were, like, broken plates and, you know, furniture and cutlery. And we even found a whole bunch of party supplies from a New Year's party. Oh, wow. Did something happen there, and they just cleared out? Or or they just financial... But it's weird that you would leave all your stuff. Normally, like, a business shuts down, you clear everything out. It's like they just pulled the plug and locked the door. Yeah, it's, or not there even were no bed frames there. I mean, there were no mattresses or sheets or anything, but it was weird that so much stuff was left behind. We tried to ask around to find out what had happened, but it was honestly like being out of, out of like something on The Walking Dead. It was... Oh, wow. And especially on a mountainside, too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is cool. Cool. Yeah, now I want to see that. Yeah, that's <laughs> neat. Thanks for sharing that, Jenny. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Take care. I know I love that's watching uh, uh, videos online of abandoned resorts. Those are sketchy. Oh, yeah, and you can go through them. Yeah, because a lot of people now will fly a drone through them, and just the footage they get is incredible. Oh, yeah, I forgot about drones now. See, drones can go in. Yeah, drones are a game changer. Right? Like, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Let's go to uh, David. How you doing, man? Pretty good. I got a story about an uh, abandoned four-story hotel that I wandered into. Okay. That's sweet. Yeah, where was it? Uh, It was on the south side of Edmonton on an old abandoned golf course. I was dirt biking at... Kind of a dusk dark, and I stumbled upon it. I thought it was really cool, so yeah. I, 
I went in there, and I, you know, really cool in the beginning. I was dirt biking through the hallways, and then I seen a, blo- a bloody handprint on the wall. No! I was like, oh, no. I, maybe I came across a murder scene. So I, I parked the bike, and I, I start walking down the hallway, and then I turn the corner, and I see a hospital gurney with bloody toes and a sheet over the body. What? So I, I immediately freak out. I, I run out of there. I start my bike, and I get about halfway back, and I and I turn around like, you know, I, I got to find out if this is actually... A murder scene. I, you I went back? <laughs> I did. I, I was scared because it was dark too. Right, yeah, like, by now it's like black. Yeah, I was like out of a horror story. So I, I, I go back in there. I slowly like inch around all the corners to get back to where I see the hospital gurney. Yeah. And it, it's been so old that the, all the smoke alarms are going off because the batteries are dead. So that was creeping me out. Yeah. Um, so I, I turned the corner and someone had set a prop up in there in the abandoned hotel of <laughs> a hospital bed and like a, a murder victim but they definitely got me i, I, I pulled the sheet off and it was a uh a, a dummy just a dummy i bet you someone was filming like their own little horror probably, movie in yeah, there. yeah yeah there's probably a gopro somewhere over there just laughing their ass oh off. probably yeah if you if you search online there's probably a video of you walking around the corner yeah you're brave <laughs> though for going back I, you wouldn't go back no oh my god especially if it was dark like maybe the next day i would have but yeah mm-hmm. you're brave yeah well it was an abandoned golf course so i found a nine iron so i was using that when i was, oh, that's your, the corner. You. I was like i'll get him if they try yeah <laughs> that is cool great thanks. story yeah, thanks for sharing that david yeah awesome have a good one you too bye-bye you know it's funny while david was telling his story there carlo out in fort saskatchewan sent in a text uh, she says, in a small town in northern Saskatchewan, David's story reminded me of it. There was an old abandoned hospital. When we were about nine years old, we thought we would go into it. We got around to the back. We were going to go in through the back door. And as we walked in, there was a body hanging in the doorway. Ugh. We screamed like eight-year-old girls w- would, and we ran out of there. We went back the next day, and someone hung a dummy there <laughs> to scare people from going in. That is hilarious. Like, how many of these abandoned places, too, do people break into to film little... Of course. Like, little five-minute videos, like horror flicks? Yeah. Like, you were into that. I'm surprised you didn't go I didn't into go any in. buildings. No, I didn't go in. I watched the footage, and I was involved in the project. Yeah. But I was the nerd that was, like, scheduling. Oh. Hey, you guys need to be here at this time. Oh, lame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dennis, how you doing, man? Good. I listen to you guys all the time. Ah, oh, wicked, man. Thank you. All right. Did you uh, go into an abandoned building? Yes, I did. An old... Uh, abandoned residential school up in St. Albert, an Anglican one there. Oh, okay. Oh, that'd be sketchy. How long was it abandoned for? Oh, I think since the 50s, 60s. Ooh, how how did it look inside? In. It was a three-story three building. The roof had kind of caved in. It was full of pigeons. And, yeah. And, and uh, the basement was just full of water, uh, but it was, it was really, really freaky. Hmm. Did you just go in alone or you went in with some buds? By myself. Oh, really? How sketchy was yeah. that? <laughs> oh, that was that was pretty freaky. It was a pretty big building, so you kind of heard creaks and groans, and uh, yeah, it was just wild. It was it was very scary. And it's huh. crazy because you went in it alone. If anything had happened to you, nobody would know where no. you are. That's right. Right? You would have just been a missing person, and eventually, when the school's being demolished, there's like, oh, there's a corpse in here. Yeah, where did this guy come from? <laughs> <laughs> Send a snap. Search Crash and Mars. All one word on Snapchat. Join the conversation. 1023 Now Radio. Uh, I did ask Ginge what he was going to do this weekend. And Ginge, I know what you're doing this weekend. What do you got planned? You're, you're planning Ginge's weekend? Uh, oh. Yeah, I am. You Be- might want to run this by Rage. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I don't think she's going to have a say. Oh. 
Several Toronto Blue Jays are in Edmonton. <gasps> oh, yeah, the Winter Caravan. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's coming up this weekend as part of a tour to kick off the 2017 baseball season. Marco Estrada, Kevin Pillar, Devin Travis, and Aaron Sanchez will arrive in Edmonton tomorrow. They're doing a news conference over at Rogers Place. <gasps> and then the players are going to sign autographs for fans. Ginger, you know what you need to do? Make a little uh, a press hat with yeah. a little tag that oh, says yeah. press and just go interview him. Yeah, you Smart. should. And take some selfies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, the event all goes down at 6.30. Uh, the lottery, was it was a ticketed lottery. Yeah. It was held last week. Did you do it? No. Okay, Ginch, what are you doing? Just you, play the media card. Yeah, you need to media card that and get in there. Uh, that's do you have business cards? There is an interest between you guys and me. You know that, right? Like, <laughs> when Crash and Mars want to meet the Jays, it's red ribbon room. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The doors are open. <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm just excited that it's warming up for them. I hate when people come here that... Oh, and it's, and it's minus 40. Yeah. And it's minus 40. I'm glad yeah. Jane Fonda got cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. She got cold, all right. Yeah. Uh, well, on Saturday, the four players will also be attending the Flames and Oilers hockey game at Rogers Place, uh, Battle of Alberta. I want to go to that game. That, that'll be a good game. See, Ginge, there's your weekend. Meet the Jays, yeah, go to the game. Yeah, why don't I just do that? Yeah, right? meet the Blue Jays and go to the other game. Why aren't I doing that instead of hanging with my kids? Yeah, we'll call Rach and we'll clear it with her. Yeah, it's we'll fine. clear it. You're all good. It's a weekend of sports, buddy. <sighs> it would be a nice weekend. Look at Edmonton this weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be gorgeous. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Uh, if you did get a chance to win that um, ticketed lottery, uh, you'll be meeting the Jays. And if not... Grab a hat, put a little press tag in it, and, yeah, and try to wing it. Say you're Ginge, because obviously he's not going to try. Ball players aren't that smart either. Like you could get away with it. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah. they must work for CNN. Yeah. <laughs> you can totally get in. Alrighty, uh, unfortunately, this story here is asking for your help in locating a white fluffy dog and a stolen vehicle. Lots of vehicles get stolen, but this one was taken with a dog named Fatty in it. Oh. Red Deer RCMP are asking for the public's help finding the car and the dog after they were reported stolen Wednesday afternoon. It's a dark gray 2013 Toyota Matrix. Uh, it had been in a parking lot on 67th Street in Red Deer. Inside was a three-year-old named Fatty. He's a large, fluffy, Aww. white male, great Pyrenees dog. Hmm. So they're not certain if the dog is still with the car mm-hmm. or if they kick the dog out of the car, but it's cold. Mm-hmm. So the vehicle is missing a hubcap. On the front left and right side tires, it has an Alberta license plate, number BFV1634. Anyone who has seen the vehicle or the dog is being asked to contact police or RCMP. What kind of car is it again? It is a uh, 2013 dark gray Toyota Matrix. Toyota Matrix. With uh, some missing hubcaps. Yeah. Uh, uh, not many matrix uh, matrixes on the road anymore. Yeah, so you're right. It should stand out. So it should st- it should stand out. But they're just getting the word out there that uh, that guy misses his dog a yeah. lot. So just keep that in mind. Uh, with this cold weather, um, some friends down in Calgary are saying that the cold weather is causing their rear windows to break on their vehicles. That's a crazy story. They're the same I'm, temperature as us, are they not? Uh, yeah, they're still going into like extreme wind chill and stuff. Yeah. I've never had a window blow out because of the cold. I've never heard of one blowing out because of the cold. I had tire blows out, uh, tire blow out because of the cold. Yeah, yeah, the tire exploded, but we've never had a uh, back window blow out. That's weird. 
Apparently, it's the temperature changes that your car goes through, which can lead to more cracked windshields and sometimes just the explosion of the glass. Like leaving uh, a heated spot to the bitterly cold? Yeah, or, or the other way around. Mm. Uh, this guy says the rear window on his 2014 Equinox blew out. Mm. He said the car had been parked in his garage for about three hours oh. when he heard like a popping explosion. Oh, so it went from cold to warm. It went cold to warm. Hmm. I think people are just blaming the weather for like everything now. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Well, they're saying your that back window blown out. I get the window cracking in the front. Apparently, the one. tempered glass is more susceptible to breakage in hot and cold temperatures. Hmm. Like that's really what, extreme. That's what his uh, yeah the auto glass guy that he went to. Because hmm. when we were living in Regina, um, the day that we were supposed to be moving to Edmonton to come here to start working on Now Radio, it was minus fifty something that day. Mm-hmm. It was that was with wind cold. chill, with wind yeah, chill, bitterly cold. We yeah. have the car all loaded up, yeah, ready to go. We're going to be driving here in like an hour. All of a sudden, boom! The back tire literally exploded into a bunch of pieces. Cold will do that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But it was minus fifty, minus fifty something. Yeah, and it was the worst because it was Regina, and they still. Sunday. Like religion. Yeah. So Sunday, nothing's open. <laughs> right? So it, well, I couldn't wait. I had to wait till like noon to get a tire. Mm-hmm. I feel like, see, uh, to me, when I hear a story like that, I assume you guys were like somewhere you shouldn't have been. No, we were on my no, driveway. And your tire blew. No, it was nope. literally sitting we on the driveway. We hadn't even left. It was on the driveway. The yeah. car was running. I had the cats in it. Because the rear window blowing out because of the cold. Mm-hmm. Sounds like someone was maybe like, you know, stepping out on the side. Girl found out about it, smashed oh, like, in the rear window. Yeah. That's like saying, like, the cold scratched cheater into my car door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friggin' cold. Like yeah. the tire blow? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are saying if you have a newer vehicle, apparently they're more susceptible as well. Oh, fantastic. To the, uh, because they haven't experienced that. Well, I don't, I don't, know, I don't think the glass learns. That's what, <laughs> <laughs> that's what this article says. Yeah, that's what it says. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, experts say it's always good to heat the glass gradually with your defroster as soon as you start your car and avoid exposing it to heat all at once. Mm-hmm. So it's a gradual warm up, not mm-hmm. a, um, not a, uh, I guess, sudden one. Yeah. But yeah, I blew that tire. It was on my driveway. We we're getting ready to go. Like it wasn't just split. It blew into. It blew. Blew right. into pieces. Yeah, it was uh, it yeah. was pretty nuts. All right, uh, for those of you who have been doing some traveling, uh, I don't know if this really happens in Canada, but it does happen in the states where the TSA can get a little aggressive. Well, on Tuesday afternoon, airport security at LAX decided to make America safer again mm-hmm. by giving Ben Affleck a very intimate pat down, and of course, because it's Ben Affleck, yeah. Everyone was there recording it. Um, you can watch the video. It's really aggressive. Is it? I thought when I saw the headline, it would be... No. Like, uh, like no. I know it's, it's, it's Ben Affleck, and so whatever. But they literally stick their hands down the front of his pants. No. Like, yeah. In his pants? In his pants. Aren't they just supposed to do a pat-down? It's, uh, like, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. He, I mean, he didn't protest it. He said, yeah, go do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. But they, like, rubbed his butt cheeks and stuff. It is aggressive. I agree with you. They're, they push hard. It, like, it looks really um, invasive. If they check his belt loops, lifts the shirt. He's still just doing the pat down. I don't see, like, in the pants. Oh, you wait. He goes, he right, he goes go right for the, the crotch. No. It's got to be near the end here. 
Yeah, it is oh, near the end. See there? Oh. That's a... Well, I didn't... I've never... Oh, yeah. Oh. I've Did never been, it? like, like wiped down. Yeah, like, he, his whole front was wiped. Oh, he got, like, the full he body. He got the full body. Right this, in public. If Ben Affleck... There's no way Ben Affleck's trying to sneak something. Like, he would have somebody holding for him, right? Unless they screened him and thought that they saw something like a drug or... But he's a gentleman. He shook his hand he at the end. He did shake his hand at the end. Yeah, he did. Thank you for the kind pat-down. Has anyone listening ever received an aggressive pat-down? At an airport. I've just had the generic, like, pat, pat, Me too. Pat, well, that's what... usually, I'm like, body scan, body scan. Then yeah. you stand, and it's like, poof. Well, I think here in Canada, I don't know if they do. I've never experienced it anyways. I think if they have to grab a little more, then they'll take you in secondary or something, no? Like, into another room? Yeah. Well, you've only flown once, James. <laughs> so... <laughs> Did you even get a pass? <laughs> like, go, what is this security you're speaking of? <laughs> <up? laughs> Me fly on plane. Yeah. <laughs> I once had my, uh, my bag swabbed. Oh, yeah. Like my carry-on. Yeah. Like they oh, went yeah. to with like, like their... Oh, yeah. yeah, that's every day. Yeah. That's standard? I got my belt swabbed, my shoes swabbed. Yeah. I was very nervous. Really? Yeah. I've had my wallet swabbed. And then I, as they're swabbing, and I'm like, hmm. Yeah. And, <laughs> and my bag was like, I don't know, like a dozen years old. Like different things have been in that bag. What are they going right? to... What are they swabbing for? Yeah. How much can you get in trouble for? My The worst is because I've had my wallet swabbed. Like yeah. on the inside of my purse, and it's you know been like oh look at all the cocaine that we're picking up here. Right. Oh, but yeah. that's because of like y- that can be anything like on money or mm-hmm. whatever. I I don't do that. Like it's not in right. my bag. Good excuse, smart. But um, getting it on the air. <laughs> it's it's yeah. the yeah. money. It's, it's, the, uh, <laughs> it's my dollar dollar bills. It's y'all. the bills that I'm carrying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But there are news stories of that, of like like predominant people, yeah. like politicians well, get busted for that, but it's just because it's on money. You can't be charged unless they actually find, find something. Find it, yeah, they've got to they be carrying it. They can detect something, and then they question you, and you're like, I don't know, rip yeah. everything apart. There's nothing. Uh, Veronica says that she's been totally pat down. Pat down and screened twice. Pat it down all over her body. Really? So they do do that. Now the one here says, I'm a 60-year-old. I had a very aggressive pat down that exposed my entire body. Mm-hmm. I was not taken into a private area. Come hmm. on. I've had uh, like the gloves on the inside of my pants on the front. Like they tuck their hands inside the front of my pants, but they're checking like the uh, the back of the button. Yeah, I've never had them in my pants. Cuz I guess that's a thing you can get like buttons that you can hide stuff in. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Are the uh, are the patters actual like law enforcement or are they just They're TSA. Yeah, they're trained. But they're so- just Airport, yeah, they're security. Not, yes, they're not actual like. No, but the cops are waiting there. Yeah, so the they, cops are there. They're like, okay, this is a problem, and yeah, they just give you to the cops. Uh, this text here says, "My best friend coming from Florida, Edmonton. She got a very intimate pat down at uh, the airport. Yeg, hmm, huh? Oh, I guess yeah, they I, are allowed to I, do that. Yeah, I guess they are doing mm-hmm. it. Then I haven't received it. the only thing that I had was uh, I had a whole bunch of fake hair in, and I was flying from Chicago. It's flying out of Chicago. Because you need fake hair to fly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mars is giant lion name. I had this big... So I had all this, like, fake hair and... and uh, Should you be doing that when you're crossing borders? Like, <laughs> well, you yeah. have my mustache on and my prosthetic yeah. nose. <laughs> Pretty common. Yeah, you can. And I said to the woman, because she was patting me down, and she was going up into the back of my hair, and I said to her, I'm like, it's all fake. Like, if you... So, just so you know. Mm. And she just kind of looked at me and she went, holla. <laughs> and that was all she said. That was all she said. And it, it was all good. So. Yeah, you had a lot of hair. I did have a lot. You put yeah. like your entire collection of hair in. I did. For yeah. one flight. For the flight. Well, I wanted to look hot in Chicago. 
<laughs> I wanted to be ready to work Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> All right, uh, listen up. If you have the following names and you're a lady, there is a chance that you might have a baby this year. Oh, I don't oh, know. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Ladies are turning the radio off right That's now. That's right. According to science and recent data that I don't have, women aged 29 to 30 are most likely to give birth uh, at any given year. But for whatever reason, they've narrowed it down to name. Rachel. Uh, not on the list. Logan. Uh, Logan, not on the list. No. Mars, not on the list. No. Uh, this means that the women with the following 10 names, these were the most popular names of 1987 and 1988, will be among the most likely to give birth in the upcoming year. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, listen up. If you have the following name, you might get pregnant. Jessica. I can see Jessica is getting pregnant. Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Heather. Nicole, Brittany, Stephanie, Sarah, Jennifer, Amanda, and Ashley. It's like you just listed off my high school class. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Those are very 80s. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Heather. Heather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that's my whole entire high right? school class as well. Yeah. yeah. Those were the most popular names. And of course, all the ladies with those names are now in the most mm. prime time to have a baby. Yeah, this won't be a Heather's first pregnancy either. If there's a Heather out there, she knows. You, yeah. think, it's, you yeah. think it's the second or third? <laughs> Heather's get down. Uh, this one, how about Bianca? Uh, Bianca, no. not on my list. No, but great name. Great name, though. Mm-hmm. Bianca was a character in All My Children, the soap opera. Oh. And my mom used to watch it, and I used to wish I was Bianca so badly. <laughs> because Bianca was like a little rich girl. Yeah. Yeah, she was the best. Bianca is either very wealthy or uh, dollar stores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Liquidation center. Yeah. yeah, very well. Could be, could be one or the other. All right, remember the other day when we were talking about um, going to Olive Garden as a first date? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know if scientists were just reading our mind or listening to this show, but they now put together a list of where people want to go on for a first date. These are the most popular places that people prefer. Has it really changed from like what we would have done for a first date? No, it hasn't. Oh, so it's still like a lot of like your restaurants and yes. stuff? Yeah. All right. Well, if you do meet somebody online or if you just meet somebody in general and you go on a date, the number one place that people want to go, mm. Starbucks. So for mm, us, it okay. uh, yeah, I guess Starbucks was it's around. It's safe. It's safe. Um, there's no alcohol for the most part involved. Not you, a big time commitment. Exactly, right? You can just kind of meet for yeah. 45 minutes or an hour or whatever. I guess, yeah, if you do a dinner, then you're there for a while. Okay, and this is where it starts to turn a little like 1992 on us. Yeah. Number two, the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've never been there. No, I've been there a couple <laughs> yeah. of times. Yeah. Yeah. Do we still have one? Uh, there's one in the West End yeah. by uh, Guru. Yeah, it's like 170th, they share the, I think. Yeah, they share the same it's parking lot. Stony Plain? Because they around sort of there. fell out of favor, didn't they? At least around know. here, I feel like it was a big thing. The parking lot is always packed. Oh, is it? It's always mm. packed. Uh, good breakfast, I hear. It's uh, like oh. not going to that well again. It's yeah. directly yeah. across from Ricky's. Yeah. <laughs> <the> best breakfast. <laughs> yeah, that's number two. Uh, number three. Olive Garden. Oh, Remember there it we were is. talking yeah. about that. People love the Olive Garden. They mm. love it. Have you been inside like an Olive Garden in yes. the last? They are unbelievably large. Oh, they're huge. And it's like you walk around, you're trying to find the washrooms, and you're just walking and walking and walking. You finally make your way to the washrooms in the back. It might be the largest restaurant I've ever been inside. Mm-hmm. Is the Olive Garden? And it's, it's huge. always lined up out yes. the door. Yeah. Always. Do they still have the wheels on the chairs? Absolutely. What's the wheel on the chair? They're all, all the chairs have little caster wheels on them. 
Like you're in a like you can roll around. Yeah, like like you're rolling right now. Yeah, they all have little casters. Yeah, like so, like functionality to get the oh. The the last Soul of Garden I was in was in Winnipeg. Yeah, and it was redone, but it still looked like it was from the '80s. Yeah, Um, but yeah, they had the caster wheels. Uh, the Olive Garden here, five six seven eight nine. Does it still have the caster wheels on the chairs? I think it does. Guaranteed, it does. We drive by there on like a Friday at six, and it is minus forty five with the wind chill, mm-hmm. and it's a hundred people lined up outside. It's authentic Italian. Actually, uh, when <laughs> when we first got down here, I took you there. Remember? Yeah, I do remember. And then that. I got a flat tire in the parking lot. Yeah, I do, and you're really in a bad mood about it. I did not want to go to the Olive Garden. You wanted oh, to go so bad. I wanted so to go bad. so bad. Oh, he wanted to go so bad. It's a glorious time, wasn't it? Number four for places that people want to go on a first date, Chili's. Yeah. I guess you like going to Chili's and ordering the fajitas. Yep. Sitting down and having a chit-chat with everybody. And uh, the number five place that people like to go on a first date, and I don't... Well, we might have these still in the city. Applebee's. Um, oh yeah, Applebee's, Applebee's was big, and then it stopped. They just disappeared. Uh, there is an Applebee's in Camrose. I believe. Red Deer had an Applebee's. Yeah. Did so they? it's more of a smaller town thing. Applebee's is big in Winnipeg. Yeah, I did a, when we were working in Regina, an Applebee's opened up and it was, <laughs> oh, yeah. and I had to do a live broadcast and I'm yeah. like, from the Applebee's. I'm like, hey, I'm Mars down here at the brand new Applebee's and in Regina. And she has to talk about all their like glorious meat cuts. Yeah. <laughs> Two for one Applebee's and whatnot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, come on down and see their brand new lounge area where you can enjoy a pint because it was Regina. I'm like, for $14. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, ha- we have a discussion. Discrepancy on the Olive Garden chairs. Okay. Um, some people are saying they have brand new chairs, and some are saying they still have the casters. Uh, some people are saying the South End one still has the caster wheels. The wheels on the chairs? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No new chairs. Yes. Uh, not the South End one. Hmm. So no one really seems to know. Maybe the South End one here by work has the new chairs. And the one in the West End still has the wheels on the chairs? So keeping it retro. Yeah, must be. Okay. Well. Are the wheelie chairs that bad? Yeah, they are. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Then <laughs> this. Applebee's is gross. Yeah. <laughs> I think Applebee's has gone out of Canada now. Oh, God, no. It's all small town. Is it just small town? Yeah. All righty. Okay, uh, hockey game this weekend. We've got uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, a couple of guys coming down. They're going to be at Rogers Place, which is cool. And then, of course, Taylor Hall is back in Edmonton. He uh, sets to play in Edmonton for the first time since he was traded in the offseason. So that's tonight. Uh, Oilers and the New Jersey Devils play tonight. It's at home. Rogers uh, puck drops at 7 o'clock if you want to check that out. It is going to be another bitterly cold day today. I still have that extreme cold warning in effect. Sunshine minus 15 for the high today. Uh, wind chill's going to make it feel like minus 30 all day long. Tomorrow though things turn around. We're going to see sunshine and minus 5. It is 820 and we're sitting at minus 23. Good morning. Do you guys remember the scene at the end of Dirty Dancing where Patrick Swayze does the famous lift? Oh, I'm like, whoop. Yeah, 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 right, because she's, you know, doing, they're doing the dance. Yeah. No one puts baby in the corner. Mm-hmm. She finally dances it out in front yeah. of everybody. The lights shining. The lights shine on her, yeah. and it's awesome. Well, a couple in New Jersey recently did it at their wedding, but it's not just the lift. They did the entire dance. Damn. Just like they do in the movie. It was choreographed. It was awesome. Uh, It hit Facebook, and then, of course, it went absolutely viral, right? 
Would you enjoy seeing that at a wedding if like they've a, a like dance? really like rehearsed it? Yeah, I think so. I think it'd be fun to watch. Yeah. That, of course, was their first dance as a couple. Yeah. Uh, they do the whole dance. They do the whole lift mm-hmm. in front of everybody at their wedding. And then, of course, you know, big applauses. Oh, and they even whatnot. had a fog machine. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they had the whole thing. Okay, I would like the fog machine. Yeah, they had the whole thing. It's a really cute dance. It's a cute video. Uh, And, of course, everybody really enjoyed it. But I thought we could talk about the exact opposite. Hmm. In other words, what is the worst first dance song you've ever heard at a wedding? Maybe it was at your wedding and you completely regret it. Yeah, maybe you hate... You're like, why the the H did I pick this? The absolute worst song. Or you were a guest and you're like, why would they pick this song? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've been to a couple weddings where we're like, oh, yeah. And I mean, obviously it means something to the couple. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So you stand there with your smile plastered on your face and you're, ah, how cute, look. Yeah. But in the meantime, you're like, this song's about cheating. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, they don't actually like figure out what the song's about. Yeah, right. Like, this song's about meeting a hooker. Yeah, or <laughs> like overtly like death or drugs. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. So I want to know from you guys what is maybe and maybe it was yours. Maybe you're willing to confess that you absolutely hate the first song at your wedding. Call Crash and Mars four eight nine four six six nine. Join the conversation now. Radio. I mean, we're talking about uh, what is the worst first song uh, or song that you've seen played at a wedding. We were watching the video of the couple in New Jersey that did the entire dirty dancing uh, dance. It's actually very lovely. Mm-hmm. The whole Patrick Swayze lift and all. So we thought we would go the other direction. And uh, maybe the song was inappropriate. Maybe it was just terrible. Maybe you were a guest at the wedding. Or maybe it was your wedding. Yeah. And you totally regret what you picked as a first song. Yeah. And you're like, what on earth is going on here? Uh, Clint on the south side is up this morning. He says, hey, guys, while my wife was walking down the aisle to meet me at the altar, the wrong song from Great Big C was played. They played the song titled, Not Ready to Say I Love You. You're like, no, no, wrong that's song. That's not the song. Wrong song. She walked down the aisle to it. Everyone had a good laugh. 16 years later, we're still married. Oh, that is hilarious. That's cute. Did they play the whole song? Yeah, I think yeah, so. They just let it go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go to Liz on three here. How you doing, Liz? I'm good, thanks. Excellent. All right, so the bad songs, was it uh, at your wedding or someone else's wedding? It was my wedding. Okay. Um, so I love Bruce Springsteen and... Uh, as the bride, I get what I want. So all the music at the ceremony was Bruce Springsteen songs. And I chose like super romantic songs to play as people are sitting down. And then I walked up the aisle to Secret Garden. Yep. And I'd throw my husband a bone. So I'm like, okay, you can choose the song that we walk like, back up the aisle, the recessional song. Okay. Yeah. okay. So he he doesn't mind Bruce. He's not a big fan like me. But he listened to like albums and albums. And he chose Hungry Heart. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that's not a romantic song. It's like, the, the opening line is like, got a wife and kids in Baltimore, Jack. I went out for a drive and I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> he likes the beat. He's like, it has like the nicest beat to walk back up the aisle to. It's like catchy. I'm like, I, it's, I had to give him one, so that's what we watched. And you actually rolled with it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you do what you got to do. Yeah. That's very funny. I wonder if uh, us dudes just look for the beat versus the lyrics. Like when we uh, pick music? Yeah, he well, he wasn't thinking he about just, it. Yeah, cuz he flat out said he was uh he liked the beat. Yeah, I mean, I I I pointed it out, but he said that's the one he wanted. And so 
It's like the only, he was so stubborn. That's what we did. Well, here's here's a fact for you. Bruce Springsteen actually originally wrote that song for the Ramones. Oh, really? Yeah, and they passed on it. So, oh, yeah. how about that? And then it was at your wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I can't believe you pick all Bruce Springsteen, though. Well, yeah, I, I love Bruce. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's my there Bruce. You go. That's awesome. Right. Okay, thanks, Liz. <laughs> all right, have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Call, call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. 1023 Now Radio. Alrighty, uh, we want to know what is the worst song that you've heard at a wedding, whether it was for the first dance or maybe it was what you walked down the aisle to. Um, when, you th- when you think about it and you actually read lyrics, yeah. you're like, oh my God, this think, song is bad. Well, and that's the thing. I think you like the song. You like the beat of a song. You like the way the song makes you feel, but yeah. you don't really think about the lyrics. For example, uh, this one here says, hey guys, we had lots of fitting romantic songs at our wedding, but we walked into our reception to Gold Digger by Jamie Foxx and Kanye. <laughs> she takes my mind. It had, ju- <laughs> yes. it, it had just come out, and we both loved the song. Looking back on it now, though, that I know the lyrics. <laughs> That's true. Like, if there's a popular song, you're like, oh, my God, I want this. Yeah. Like, how many songs uh, by The weekend are going to be played? But The weekend songs, a lot of them are about drugs. Uh, yeah, a lot of them are about, yeah, getting... Like, sex and drugs. And you're playing that at the wedding, and everyone's like, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This is nice. Good choice. Good choice, Becky. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Mark, how you doing, man? Not too bad yourself. Yeah, doing pretty good. All right, so uh, you had uh, some interesting music played at your wedding? Uh, it wasn't my wedding. It was oh. my brother's. Oh, okay. This has happened at your brother's wedding? Yeah, well, one of the songs was uh, It Wasn't Me from Shaggy. No! <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the wedding songs? <laughs> yeah, that was one of their songs. <laughs> and they had introduced, they had put in like the, uh, the, the bird song in there, too. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> the bird, bird, bird. Bird, bird is the word, word. yeah. They, uh, and then, like, one other song was, like, about slapping each other and beating each other up. And, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Who was picking the music? Pardon? Who was picking the music? I don't know. My brother and his wife, I guess. And they just sat down oh, and created boy. the ultimate playlist. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> the whole wedding was whack because uh, my brother... Well, mother-in-law was like, it kept hitting on me anyway and stuff like that. <laughs> well, Shaggy, it wasn't me as right. thing, yeah. It's like, so, oh, Mark, that's great. do you like this song or what? <laughs> oh, man, that is crazy. That's okay. funny. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. Okay, have a great day, man. Bye-bye. Yeah, Bye. those everyone's like, oh, my God, those lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Right? In, in, uh, in Shaggy. The Shaggy, yeah. 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 Obviously, they're just having a really fun and... Kind of outrageous wedding. Yeah. But it's it's funny when people want it to be like serious and this is a nice love song, ballad. And you, but, but the you lyrics don't know. are just so yes. questionable. Uh, let's jump to Phoenix. Hey, Phoenix. Hey, good morning. How's it going? Good, good. Okay, so good. you picked the, an interesting song to walk down the aisle to? Yeah, I did. Okay. So my, my first marriage, yeah. we walked down the aisle to uh, Ready to Run by the Dixie Chicks. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so actually it was in my parents' backyard, so we had a, like, we had a big, long thing. I had to go down, including stairs, so yeah. it was like almost three quarters of the song was playing, and at first it was fun, and I was like, oh, this is so funny, haha, <laughs> you know, everyone's going to remember this song, Yeah. and then I realized, I'm like, oh, shit. 
Phoenix. Why do you not run? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ran five years far too late, but I ran. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so my second marriage, which is far better, yeah. we, ended, we ended up picking Perfect 2. So I don't know if you know that song or not, but it's like peanut butter and jam and smoked my high and apple to my pie, like things that actually go together instead of running away from Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The things that, yeah <laughs> sure. That actually yeah. stick together. And yeah. work together. <laughs> right, exactly. The things that work together instead of like, I'm already predetermined I'm going to run away from you, but yet I'm going to walk down the aisle and spend five miserable years with you. <laughs> <laughs> Call Crash and Mars. Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now, now Radio. Okay, think about all the weddings you've been to, maybe your yep. own wedding. Um, were there any just like terrible songs yeah. played? We're looking for the worst song. I'm just trying to think. Like anytime uh, that uh, that Coldplay, uh, what is it, Paradise? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I said that would be my wedding song. What are the lyrics? The now? lyrics in that the, one. I don't really know the lyrics. No, it's is v- that- it's a romantic song. Oh, it is you're, romantic? Yeah, you're oh, safe. So I'd be bang on. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't about like leaving or cheating oh, or. Okay. You know, doing drugs, doing something. drugs. Yeah. yeah, no, it was it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, this text here, uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine says, hey, guys, uh, years ago, my best friend got married. Uh, her first dance was to Always by Bon Jovi. Oh, wow. Uh, I dare you to Google the lyrics on that one. It left the entire audience perplexed. <laughs> uh, so I did. I looked at the lyrics for Always by Bon Jovi. Are you ready? Yeah. This Romeo is bleeding, but you can't see his blood. Now, the pictures you left behind are just memories of a different life. When he holds you close, I wish I were him, because those words are mine. And I know when I die, you'll be on my mind. What? So in other words, he loves her, and she leaves him for someone else, but he's going to pine away for her. That was their first dance. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's a nice song, but if Mm -hmm. you, you know, the lyrics are not... Uh, Mars, I saw this coming on text. Someone's picking uh, your song. It oh, said, I, I know what I'm doing. Based on listening to the show for years. Okay, okay. Uh, this is the song I think would be at Mars's wedding. I like it already. Oh, it's George Michael. I would too. I love George Michael. So sad, R.I.P. Yeah, I like this song. I uh, know my wedding song was probably like I've got a couple in mind, but one of them was also it's a bad one. It wouldn't um, be George Michael. It would be, yeah. It'd be Careless Whisper though. Oh, you do Careless Whisper? Mm-hmm. Really? Guilty feet. I've got no rhythm, oh. so I'm never gonna dance again. And it's like six minutes. Oh yeah. Everyone would be like, oh enough, guys. You gotta have a sultry sax at your wedding. That's another problem too. If you pick really long songs. Oh yeah. Anyone dance the Stairway to Heaven? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> you have time to yeah. go outside for a smoke you, you and come would, back. You, yeah, you could you could go to the bathroom, go for a smoke, get a gin and tonic, and they'd still be dancing. <laughs> yeah, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> okay, let's do one more here. Uh, we'll go with uh, Carrie. Bad song at your wedding or what? Well, it wasn't my wedding. I was a kid. We were going to um, one of my dad's employees' wedding. Yeah. And Calvin was a really nice guy. He was super cute. So I was like, oh, dreamy. And I was like eight years old or something. Yeah. And anyways, he's a newfie. He was marrying a girl who was from like a village over in Newfoundland, but they didn't know each other in Newfoundland. They met each other in northern Alberta. Okay. okay. So I'm telling you they're newfies because maybe it'll explain something. Okay. <laughs> Sure. Uh, <laughs> I love the news. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But 
Uh, but yeah, but they're, they're dancing, and I was like, oh, she's such a lucky girl, and oh, he's dreamy. And then I like clued in that it was Tina Turner's private dancer. What? <laughs> what? That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like eight, years, eight or ten years old, and I'm sitting there going, I'm private dancer. No. Yeah, a dancer for money. Yeah. Oh, I love oh, it. How did they like start dancing to this? I don't really remember that part. I just remember that they were dancing, and I looked at my brother, and I'm like, you know, tilting my head, going, "Is this me? Or is this wrong?" <laughs> oh my god! If I ever get married, this is it. Like this song this starts off like you're doing the slowest dance right off the top. I yeah. don't know what her dad was thinking. Like, right? Was yeah, her dad's probably mortified. Damn yeah, right. But. Oh, that is hilarious. Thanks so much for sharing that one, Carrie. You bet. Do what you want me to do. I could not imagine this out of I love it. Like just this couple. like Yeah. Private dancer. Holy Dancer for money. Call Crash and Mars. 489 Join the conversation. Now radio. Alrighty, it is cold. Uh, as Crash was just saying, we still have that cold warning in effect. And uh, I was saying early, early this morning, I watched a video of an adult woman. I think it was for the Weather Network. She was doing a demonstration on why, as adults, we should not be sticking our tongues on poles. Yeah. Because apparently we have to be reminded to not go out and stick your tongue places it's sh- <laughs> it's shocking that you have to school adults yes on you do on why no one right now should go outside to anything metal and yeah, stick and lick it and yeah and lick it or stick your tongue on it yeah uh, but i want to know from you guys if you've ever had that happen or with the extreme cold have you had things freeze to other things mm-hmm has your body frozen to something in the last couple of days or even within your lifetime? I've never done, even as a kid, I didn't do the tongue on you, a pole. You sounded like kind of a boring child. You didn't break into abandoned no, places. No, I didn't. You're right. You didn't lick metal. You didn't lick poles. No, you didn't I was, have your tongue stuck anywhere. I was very fearful as a child. I was afraid. <laughs> I was afraid of my parents. I was afraid of the Lord. So there was a lot that I was afraid of. Because we can uh, save your tongue, we we know how. Why don't you lick a pole today? I'm not doing that because it looks painful. Because when you yank it away, a lot of times there's a lot of blood and bleeding and yeah. But I'll, I'll pour hot water on your tongue. But just so you know mm-hmm. the feeling of sticking your tongue to metal and being like, huh, huh. And it's stuck. Okay, you know this is exactly why this woman did this video then. Because as adults, you're trying to get me to go look at I totally am. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I felt like I was so close. No, I'm not doing it. Yeah. All right, what part of your body has been frozen to something? <laughs> Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now Radio. All righty, we want to know uh, what froze to your body. I mean, this cold is ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous. Don't mm-hmm. stick your tongue on things. No, keep your tongue in your mouth. Keep your tongue in Until your mouth. Until the weekend. Yes. Don't, uh, you know, don't, just don't do it. Uh, this one here says, guys, changing trailer tires. I dropped lug nuts in the snow and your hands get wet when you grab a handful of nuts mm. to put the tire back on. Yeah. If you turn your hand over, they'll all stick and not. Oh, I don't like that feeling. Because the lug nuts will freeze to your hand in yeah. this. Because your hands are warm, and if the lug nuts freeze, yeah. you go to pick them up, and they'll just stick to the palm of your hand. I did that with a door yeah. handle. Same thing. Grab the handle, and you yep. can feel your hand like adhere to the handle, and you go to pull it off, and it's like... 
Yeah, because your skin, <laughs> you can feel it sticking if you're not wearing gloves. You yeah. I like that feeling. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Alicia. You got something frozen in your body or what? Yeah, when I was younger, about eight years old, we used to have a six-foot deep freeze in our basement. And my best friend at the time, when I was little, she was over. And we were bored and decided that we were going to stick our tongues to the metal shelves that was inside of the freezer. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, so here's two little eight-year-old girls, and their tongues are stuck to the to the shelf of the freezer. <laughs> and my mom's, up, my mom's upstairs, and... We're just trying to yell, and you know, like you're trying to yell with your tongue. Right, so you're like, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. So my mom comes down, and she like looks at us, and she's like, "What the heck are you guys doing? Like, why would you even do that?" <laughs> so it is very mom, funny. My mom's like, you know. I could go upstairs and get some warm water and pour it on your tongues and they'll come right off, but I'm going to make you girls learn a lesson and I'm going to make you pull your tongue off oh. and you'll never do it again. Yeah. And did it rip never, your tongue? Yeah. There were bits of our tongues left on the shelf. <laughs> See what we did before technology? I know. We just... <laughs> call, call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. 1023 Now Radio. And because it's so bitterly cold, we have the extreme cold warning yes, in effect, we do. making uh, some parts feel like minus 45. Uh-huh. We're talking about uh, things that froze to you. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, when you were a kid, you had the typical, what is it, the tongue, tongue stuck to, to the, the pole? Yeah. Initially, I thought this would just be a kid thing, but adults. Oh, have yeah, had adults. A lot have, of it's, it's happened. Yeah. Uh, listen to this text here, uh, 56789. It says, hey, guys, I had my zipper from my work jacket flip up and stick to the bottom of my lip yesterday. Mm, yep. That's from Robin on the South. Uh, he says he pulled it off. Yeah. Because, like, the zipper piece, right? Like, it's it, you're walking. It flips up. It sticks to your lip. He ripped it off, and it bled. I did that snowboarding. Oh, God. Because my jacket was zipped all the way up. And you're going down. You're going down. It's cold. The zipper flipped up, and it was stuck. It was stuck there? Right there. And yeah. then, as I get to the bottom, I yank my, jack, my jacket, Ugh. and it just goes... Like, oh! Yeah, because it hurts. It hurts. It's really Yeah, bad. it does. It really hurts. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, so we want to know from you guys, what have you had frozen to something? Mm-hmm. Uh, this text here, uh, 5679, says, hey, guys, funny story. My lips got stuck to my vape this morning. Mm. Yeah, that'll happen because the end of the vape is like a metal, oh, yeah, it's, isn't it's it? It's all metal, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I want to jump to, uh, let's go to Mark. Okay. Yeah. How you doing, Mark? Oh, pretty good. My face isn't stuck to anything anymore. Well, well good. good what news. was it stuck to? It, it was actually stuck to a, a copper line with a brass fitting on it on Tuesday. <gasps> on Tuesday? Oh, my God. Why did you have your face on the brass line? Well, I'm uh, I'm a furnace mechanic. Okay. So I'm, I'm constantly dealing with stuff out on the rooftops and everything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was checking an air pressure switch, so I had to put some air pressure behind it and... Without the motors running, the only thing to get air pressure is my face. Oh, and you blew into the tube? Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) And your lips froze to it? Yeah. It's cold enough to kill you. Oh, no. Oh, how did you get it off? Uh, That's when you just start doing your heavy breathing. Right. Try to warm it up. Yeah. And it warmed up enough where you could peel your lips off of it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah there, there was some skin left behind, but 
<laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I never thought about that, but it makes total sense. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, good luck today, Mark. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm going to need it. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, no kidding. I didn't, didn't even think uh, about that. I bet you. I'll bet you there's body parts freezing to all kinds yeah. of different things. When, if you're working outside, you got a bunch of little uh, parts, you're probably going to put a part in your mouth, right? Yeah. Instead of putting it down somewhere, you'll put it in your mouth, and it'll be frozen. Oh, yeah. Abs- oh. Like screws or something, right? Hey. You just rip a screw out, and it rips your lip. Crash, listen to this one. Yeah. Says it was always minus 30 where I grew up all winter long. My lips and my tongue would freeze to my braces while I was walking home from school. No! It sucked. Even if I had a scarf covering my face. Because you're walking, right? And you're, you're carrying a book bag. Yeah. You've got all those layers on. So your mouth is open because you're breathing. And your lips and your tongue will freeze to your <laughs> braces. <laughs> not cool. Oh, not cool at all. Uh, Kim, how you doing? I'm fine. Excellent. All right. So uh, you uh, you have a class. You're a teacher. I'm a teacher. And when I first started teaching, I had a grade one class. Yeah. And it was track and field. So June. No one's thinking of anything sticking to anything. Yeah. And we had someone had packed the popsicles for track and field day in dry ice. Oh, and no. Literally, we <laughs> all of a sudden I turn around and there's like 20 six-year-olds with their tongues frozen to their popsicles. <laughs> of course, the first couple kids just ripped the popsicles off, so those kids are bleeding. Oh, jeez. No. Yeah, we're in the middle of a field. Nobody has anything. Fine. There's one lady that had coffee, like a parent helper, yeah. and so I grab her coffee and we start pouring coffee on these kids' stomachs. <laughs> They were not all happy about that either. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but they would turn it to like a piece of dry yeah, ice. Yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah, it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> it was a good idea initially. <laughs> yeah, it sounded great. We'll have nice cold popsicles. <laughs> Call Crash and Mars. Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now, now radio. All right, we're talking about the times that your body parts froze to things because it was so cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it is with this extreme cold today and yesterday and last night and the day before. Uh, this text here says, as a teenager, I got a popsicle out of the freezer. Yep. Opened it, covered in freezer burn. Didn't care why yeah, popsicle. I took the whole popsicle in to lick the freezer burn off. <sighs> My lips froze to the popsicle and then the popsicle froze in my tongue. Ah. I panicked, so I started gagging and choking. <laughs> yeah, I think we've yeah. all done the popsicle thing, right? Yeah. Except that one like just froze like inside, inside the mouth, too. Listen to this one. It says, I had my whole tongue stuck to a steel toboggan, and I ripped it completely as far out as my tongue could be. Why was my- your tongue on the toboggan? Because you're a kid and you licked a toboggan. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe right? you fell and you're like, ah. uh, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. brutal. Uh, CC, what froze to you? Um, I've had my glasses actually physically freeze to my face. What? <gasps> oh, like the metal bracket on the side? No, like I had metal frames at oh. the time. Oh, okay. And so, like the the heat and moisture from my face, and then the extreme cold, they were like frozen to my face. Like I peeled. Oh, did you bleed? It didn't bleed, but it did like... It ripped like like, the top layer off. Yeah, and it was like, looked rashy and gross, like I had some disease. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. No, no, no. That would hurt. I didn't even think about think about glasses either, but yeah, like in this extreme cold, that can happen. 
yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Everyone was like, "What happened to your face?" And we, like, I don't even want to talk about it. My glasses froze like, to it's it. A good story. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, my giant metal glasses froze. Froze. Yeah. Let's yeah, not talk I'm about this. Yeah. A giant nerd. <laughs> <laughs> metal glasses and yeah. I was like 15 so that didn't even help oh I, I feel your pain I had glasses growing up too and yeah. I had the metal ones with like tortoiseshell uh, frames oh that's pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> snap crash and mars search crash and mars on snapchat join the conversation now radio and that's the show we want to thank you again for listening and remind you you can listen over the air at 102.3 fm monday to friday 5 30 to 10 a.m and you can check back here every weekday for a brand new podcast